watching One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the anime called One Piece. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Jory. How you, how you doing, Jory? <laughs> you, you know, if you would have told me when we started this, Jory, you're going to cry over a boat? Mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would think you're being ridiculous. Sure, these characters could make me feel something, but a boat? You're silly. <laughs> a boat. <laughs> How ridiculous. <laughs> I think I've said that exact same thing about Usopp uh, on this <laughs> podcast. Of, I can't believe I cried about Usopp, but now I cry about Usopp like every day. <laughs> I wake up, I look, uh, I look in the locket I keep around my neck, which just has a picture of Usopp in it, and I just cry to myself for about an hour. And that's how I start every day of my life. Do you have one of those po- like uh, pin boards up in your office at work that's do it for him and it's pictures of Usopp? No, but I really should. <laughs> uh, I do have I have a pin set of all the straw hats. I think that's the only one piece shit I have at work. I have a bunch of shit on my desk at work though, so <laughs> I might be wrong. Oh, <laughs> but alas, we we're we're back. We're gonna finish Inus Lobby, sort of the stuff that's at Inus Lobby. There is a post Inus Lobby arc. <laughs> which is considered part of the Inus Lobby saga. Or is it the Water 7 saga? I might be wrong. I think it's all just Water 7, I think. That makes more sense. We are, we are finishing off the crew's time at Inus Lobby. How will it end? We'll never know. Uh, we will know <laughs> today on this podcast episode. We left off uh, at the end of episode 301 with Robin finally freed. She was out of those handcuffs. Uh, everyone had won their fights against CP9 except for Luffy, who had just started to try <laughs> to fight Luchi. Usopp, or no, I'm sorry, Usopp's not here. Soga no, King, Soga King on the top of the Tower of Law. He hears a weird noise that sounds like a dolphin, and then and then he hears what sounds like a cannonball coming at him, and that's it. That's the end of that episode, and we. <laughs> It's great. And then we pick up uh, right there with 302. And then it was cannon fire because Buster Call is here now. You just, finally, you think everything's going good. And you're, the hope at this part was they're going to save Robin and get out of there before this happens. But no, they're just, it's dead. Buster it, Call's it, happened. And they're Buster, done. Buster Call has happened. There is no escape from such a thing. So that's it. That's the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> There's only 302 episodes of One Piece. No, that is not true. Uh, we get we get a shot of one of the admirals saying, like, the, our mission is indiscriminate. Shoot everywhere. Who gives a shit? Burn everything. It's great. They, they start with the Tower of Law, which is a bummer, because there are still some people in it, uh, notably people that we care about. <laughs> Sanji is one of those people. Sanji in the tower notices that the whirlpools that were separating the tower, like between the Tower of Law and the Bridge of Hesitation, everything has a name like that, and it's kind of annoying. I hate the Marines <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, this seems kind of throwaway where Sanji notices the whirlpools, but it ends up coming up later that he noticed the whirlpools. Yeah, I thought it was just like, because he notices that, and then he understands like how all the 
boats were able to get in there and like pile in pretty easily. And I thought I thought it was just done there. You would think like, oh, that's how they can get all this stuff in there in case this happens. It also seems weird that they'd have a contingency like this in case they have to call Buster Call into the gates of justice, or just have <laughs> ships there in general, I guess. But it's a lot of the con- a lot of weird contingencies <laughs> uh, involved. But uh, San- so Sanji notices that, and then they tell Soga King to jump down. Uh, which his response to it is pretty funny because he he doesn't want to because it's very scary. But his he talks about how he doesn't have superhuman strength like them, and then refers to himself as just a regular superhero. <laughs> Soga King is Daredevil, everybody, but without the any of the things that makes Daredevil interesting. He he's like Batman if Batman was like middle class instead of rich for all of his uh, stuff. He's kick ass. <laughs> yeah, he's kick ass basically. <laughs> Also from the land of the snipers. Yes, kick ass from the land of snipers. <laughs> if he's like the king of the snipers, then snipers just aren't that strong in general. Like he's good at the sniping part and bad at the strong part. But just a weak <laughs> boy with good aim. But that's fine. We love him dearly. I do. As he's complaining about doing that, the top of the tower gets hit by a cannonball. And it's just gone now. It just flies off and into the waterfall and below and it's that's it soga king is dead (laughs) there is no return of oh wait there he is he's falling uh i don't the timing of this is bizarre because it it, this is one of the few times where like the timing of watching something fall all the way off the cliff like several beats and then someone falls as if they jumped off of it but Soga King does fall down. Sanji yells Usopp's name, which is weird because he's not here. But yeah, uh, Soga King is there and he's he's flying. He just gets a big bump on the head. Frankie and Robin finally get to fight some shit, which is good. I just I love through all these sequences up through all the episodes we watched. I just I, I love how just how good Robin's power is. Robin's power is very good. Good. I do wish this is just me commenting on One Piece as a whole. I wish she got to do more. <laughs> I feel like I could also say that probably of Nami. I mean, I wonder why they're the ones that don't get to do as much. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel. But also, like watching rewatching Inus Lobby, I feel like they let Nami do a lot. At, at, like now, like Nami does a lot in these chunk of episodes as much as like anybody else does, except for maybe Sanji, who doesn't do anything. <laughs> But yeah, no, her power is great. Um, it's they never really explain how limited it is, which is yeah. They show it's like at, at we'll we'll get there because it's like in the second to last episode we watched. But the range on it is incredible. The range on it is incredible, but it seems like it just caps out at like a number of hands mm. because she's like I can like she reaches she spawns hands a very very far distance away from her but she says she doesn't have enough to connect the two dots so it's like there's some sort of limit this is the first time she's really ran into one because she's kind of just been overpowered and i don't know she got hit by lightning in skypea so i guess that's why she didn't do anything yeah which sucks the the thing that like it stands out for me really when i was thinking about it is that you, you, the the course of action you think they'd take with something like this, with a power like hers, is, oh, she has a bunch of hands, so we're going to just give her, she's going to have, like, 50 swords, or she's just going to fight with 50 guns. 
but they actually get creative with it. I like her like spawning hands on someone's shoulder to slap them or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she never really she's not like a, a weapons user. Like she likes to twist people up into pretzels or just smack yeah. them a bunch. <laughs> there's there's some more creative stuff with her in the future. It's just between her being very on the sidelines in Alabasta, very yeah. on the sidelines in Skypea and a damsel in distress in this arc. I like what I like the catharsis of her getting to do stuff in this last chunk of 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll get to that. What's what's interesting about this chunk of episodes is I feel like, you know, obviously there's a lot of focus on Luffy fighting Luchi, and then everyone else is very much in the same boat of just, like, holding their own, except for Chopper and Sanji, but for two very different reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, they're fighting. Uh, I There's not much that I wrote down about it other than Frankie can spit nails. <laughs> Which is fucking metal. I just I love just how Frankie he you can you can just say he does something and I'd probably believe it. Like, yeah, he can do that. He's a robot, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he can spit nails, which I just realized is probably a great like tool as a shipwright. <laughs> I wonder if that's why he installed it. Um I don't know why he would install the flamethrower, because that seems counterintuitive to building a ship and taking a ship apart just in case you need to uh erase all evidence <laughs> i suppose uh but uh after that he he goes into centaur mode which seems to be just to scare them in because he yeah. just runs after them he doesn't fight them he just goes into <laughs> centaur mode and chases them it seems like the the most effective part of the centaur mode really is for people to be like, hey, wait a minute, that's not how centaurs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just surprise them. <laughs> he turned into a horse. Wait, no. His, his, <laughs> he's, he's got the horses in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take my robot down to the old cyborg road. Um, we were we were having a discussion before we started recording about how bizarre it is we've never seen a cowboy and... Uh, in one piece and uh it is oh maybe one day maybe the success of old town road will get to oda and he's like all right after wano we're going to cowboy country and he draws a character based on Lil nas x oh that'd, that'd be incredible how long until we get a stand called old town road though that's my real question I don't I don't know anything about part eight and jojo so um I don't I haven't been following it because uh, I don't I don't know how to read anymore <laughs> I I have been told I was told this years ago but I was uh, I was like what's the most recent music reference and someone said born this way so I would assume that's yeah. probably still accurate um and I think that's in part 8 but I don't know there's some born this way was what like 20 2008 or something 2012 that was like late 2000s early 2010 yeah my brain says 2012 but I don't trust my brain cuz time is fake anyways <laughs> I remember I remember us talking about how this show would be like 30% us talking about part 5 and neither of us are watching part 5 as it airs. No, oh, yeah, I just I I I saw that King Crimson aired kind of showed up and I was like, "Huh, maybe I should watch that." And then I just never did. I've been catching up with actual One Piece cuz I <laughs> I hadn't watched any of Whole Cake for a long time and now I am and it's really fucking good. And switching between uh, a big Luffy fight near the end of Whole Cake to this fight is really interesting for me because <laughs> I, f- I feel like they're sort of similar arcs and sort of similar like uh, f- 
foils to Luffy pushing himself way too fucking far, doing it for the sake of, like, friendship or whatever. I'm not going to talk about Whole Cake now, but uh, I will talk about Luchi in a little bit as a as a foil to Luffy, but we haven't gotten there quite yet. Frankie chases everyone around as a centaur, uh, and Nami just, or not Nami, but Robin just kind of hits him on the head a bunch. Not, like, to hurt them, just, like, like bonks him on the head. Yeah. It's just a nuisance. And then they jump <laughs> that, into the water. <laughs> That's something that's also horrifying about Robin, kind of like how one of the first things we saw her do as a straw hat is use her multiple arms to tickle Luffy and Chopper. It's like, uh-huh. that's cute and funny. But then we also know she can snap people's necks in half. It's like <laughs> it's like when you go to the chiropractor and you're like, yeah, I trust you to snap all of the bones except the ones I need. <laughs> I know you could kill me with your bare hands if you wanted to, but don't. <laughs> A chiropractor's license is just a license to kill, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's why they're not real doctors. Because real doctors get in trouble if they kill people. <laughs> <laughs> We've cracked the code. Uh, Spandam calls for backup. Uh, and at this point, I notice Spandam's shift from uh, menacing shit heal to comic relief shit heal. Because <laughs> he yeah. no- he, 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 he's just kind of a joke that like the, the impression is he has lost at this point. Yeah, and as we see him, because Robin keeps uh, hurting him, his face gets more and more progressively swollen mm-hmm. because she just keeps wailing on his face. <laughs> yeah, uh, but when he calls for backup, even the Marines are, like, yelling at him for the backup being to protect him and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of shifts back again <laughs> once Buster Call becomes more serious, but it just got here. So I mean, maybe that's just a weird pacing thing, but I don't know. We see Kokoro running in the tunnels, where, talking about how this is so fun and so exhilarating. Reminds her of being with Tom, and then Nami catches up with her because uh, everyone's running uh, the bridge to like escape or whatever. Yeah, we'll figure out how that goes. But we we see Luffy. He's in second gear and he's he's fighting Luchi and already kind of tired. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about their uh, their fights? Or this fight, I guess, as they start. This whole fight is really cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Um, it's it's Luffy's like finally starting to land hits on him, and he's moving really quickly. So like, this is like such an escalation for One Piece, I think, because Luffy is just like disappearing and reappearing, and his jet pistols are like instantaneous punches. Yeah, I I really like that his moves have a different name that he's in second gear mm-hmm. as well. Just it, it helps like encapsulate that he is stronger. That's uh something similar with like in Dragon Ball when someone goes into a new form, Goku doesn't say Super Saiyan Kamehameha or whatever whenever he does a move, he doesn't add on something to it. It's just the same he, and he has different hair. Yeah, he just looks different. But this has like a nice little touch with the uh like goofiness of Shonen that you yell the name of your attack. Yeah, which I think it also helps differentiate that these are, like, different things. Even if, like, they're both gum-gum pistols. Yeah. There's, like, even the way they're visually represented is different. I was just, I I just realized this is kind of a thing. But Luffy's thing being rubber, the visual language of his attacks are all kind of based on suspense as a result of, like, building up uh, elasticity and releasing. But then switching it to everything happening instantaneously is like 
so fucking fascinating to to watch like go from point a to point b yeah and i think the visual of him like steaming is just kind of cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> he he lands like one good jet pistol before he uh returns to normal but uh and then Lucy explains his power to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i like having an explanation for it beyond he just goes into a new mode yeah it's it's i i think i don't know if i've talked about this before but like they they take the premise of like his he's made a rubber yo ho ho uh and like they really push it to the extremes of like all right if your body was rubber what kind of fucked up shit could you do to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this where he the words uh Lucy uses is he's doping his blood yeah like... which was not a term i knew before one piece <laughs> but i guess it's <laughs> See, a sports I'm only fam- thing i'm familiar with it as like doping as in doing uh performance enhancing drugs yeah but so in, in, he's in, basically just like increasing his blood pressure, and the reason he can do it is because his organs are also made out of rubber, so they can expand a lot larger. Yeah, and they can like pump more blood and like uh yeah, over oxygenate his blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great, basically. and that's why he steams. Translated into Gear Two in the Viz Viz manga, which is not as satisfying. Honestly, even like Second Gear isn't as satisfying as Gear Second for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> and this uh, this basically also confirms why he can eat so much is because he has a rubber stomach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder like that life return shit we talked about. I wonder how much of that just is like part of Luffy's body that he does not think about. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's cool to look at, for damn sure. We're going to talk a bit more about Luffy's fucked up rubber body today. But uh, for now, that's all he's doing. Uh, but Luchi, yeah, explains all of that. Like, ah, oh, this must be what you're doing. But it's it's putting such a big strain on your body that your physical strength can't keep up with. Which I think is similar to, like, uh, how Deku's power is described in My Hero Academia. Where it's like, you have this power to do all this stuff, but it breaks your body. <laughs> Because you're a small, oh. weak boy. Because um, he just has, like, super strength, but, like, when he activates it, it's like, oh, my actual small boy arm can't handle it, and it shatters. Um, oh! He does that a lot and gets away with it, which is fucked up. Um, <laughs> that's kind of where some of the tension in that show comes from, at least at first, and then it becomes boring in, like, season two. Uh, there's my there's my hot My Hero Academia takes. Also, all the sexualized girls are 16. Show's bad. <laughs> Here's here's my experience with My Hero Academia outside of people, everyone I know loving it, um, except except you here. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really um, liked season one, and then I thought season two was boring, and then it hit me that they're all all the girls are sixteen. Uh, y- you know, I think I've sent you or you've seen I've tweeted the video where it's uh where Midoriya or whatever is like, watching videos of All Might, except they've edited it, so he's watching videos of Roman Reigns, and he's uh-huh. a big Roman Reigns fan. I, knew, I, I don't remember this, but I remember... <laughs> I, I don't remember that happening, but I knew you were going to say Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's him, like, watching him and being excited about Roman Reigns, and instead of the... I know the climax of that scene is 
him realizing he'll never be a superhero because he doesn't have the superpower, but instead it's him being devastated because Roman Reigns can't cut promos. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the big dog's biggest fan. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were the big dog's biggest fan. <laughs> well, I am, now that he's uh, devastated by that. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the plot twist of my Hero Academia season one. Uh, it's also just uh, sky high. Yeah, <laughs> I love pointing that out to people because it's so similar. It's, they they go through like the seven stages of grieving with it. Is they're like, what? No, you're no, it's not. It it can't be that. And then they get mad. It's like, no, it's not. It's cooler. And then. They, uh, they come to realize, oh, there's so much in common, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then you up on the other side of it, we were like, it's sky high, and that rules. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the redeeming qualities of it. <laughs> but anyways, this is a One Piece podcast. Um, I don't, there's a reason I don't... I, I'm always afraid to talk about how much all my uh, disdain for My Hero Academia online, because people do love it so much. <laughs> and I don't get it. There's a, tr- stained is just a ninja turtle, <laughs> which I it, it's interesting too. Like I remember looking at like polls of just like note like Japanese fans statistically don't care about that character, and American audiences love him. <laughs> he's just an edgy. Really he's just funny. an edgy ninja turtle. What if the ninja turtle was Batman? That's and evil. <laughs> what if it was like the Red Hood? But anyways, <laughs> see. Uh, but my my knowledge of it is just a few characters, and I think the frog girl is cool. She's pretty cool. She's also one of the ones that isn't like sexualized, so I can appreciate her representation in the show. Well, of course not, because she's a frog, and frogs are icky. Frogs are dope as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Luffy's tired. Yeah, Luchi. There's there's this exchange I actually really like. Where after Luchi explains all that, and it's like this is going to shorten your life. Uh, Luffy says he'd rather do that than watch everything that he has get taken away from him. Which is just like, yeah, that's Luffy. Cool. <laughs> Luchi, as a sadistic piece of shit, uh, starts to explain that like the cannon fire from Buster Call is just going to get worse. And then he um he's like, everyone you know and love will die here. And he kicks a hole in the wall so it starts flooding because like the part of the tower they're in is under the water yeah and luffy's like what the, what what are you doing <laughs> why <laughs> it'll, it'll kill you too yeah they start um they start going up into the tower but uh uh as it floods you you there's a shot of it flooding the tunnels so we get to we get to think about that happening yeah we a, get to immediately be stressed out <laughs> yeah that's that's how uh suspense works as I, I listened to Alfred Hitchcock say that once, you, 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 you show the viewer a thing that the characters don't know, and then you wait, <laughs> you wait a long time. Yeah. Oh, and that's what happens here. While all the other shit happens, Luffy's really mad about it. We see Spandam yelling at everyone to capture Robin again, but um, uh, instead, this is when everyone notices Buster Call and just how many ships are there. Uh, and we see we cut away to Inya's lobby, like the the rest of it. The like, yeah. it's not really. I keep wanting to call it a town because it looks like one, but the buildings the buildings are getting destroyed. It's like being like leveled and it's on fire. The shit's bad, and that's that's. Uh, then there's a filler episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're finally seeing the full effect of the Buster call, and then it's like, oh, ha- it goes straight to the 
episode preview. It's like, haha, goofy thing. Boss Luffy. <laughs> uh, it's fucking. This has this arc has a lot of filler arcs that I don't understand the placement of. There was there yeah. was one on April first, and then I think you said one was a New Year's thing, but yeah, still. Anyways, this this is the worst timing for it. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> We continue watching the destruction of Venus Lobby, uh, but the title of this episode includes Gear Third activated, so we get to yeah. wait for that. Also, remember how suspense works? I just explained it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I I, w- I do have to say that uh, I kind of had it spoiled because I uh, I was I watched it on uh, a streaming service that has a green logo and. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the the filler episode, so I back out, and then I go down to this episode, and the thumbnail is like a giant fist bursting out of a building. I'm like, huh, such that a, probably has to de- deal with Gear Third. Such a good <laughs> shot, but also, yeah, <laughs> this is the end of the fucking episode too. That's such a bizarre. Why would you yeah. pick your thumbnail from the end of the episode? That's just bad stream <laughs> etiquette. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like what's the Dragon Ball thing where it's like. The title of the episode is Goku Dies or something. Yeah. <laughs> There's always stuff like that. It's like the death of Goku. Yeah. And then next time on Dragon Ball Z, Goku's back. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think we had that with Usopp a couple of times. Um, yes. <laughs> they're the same character, Goku and Usopp. Uh, <laughs> both doofuses terrible at showing affection, now that I think about it. Yep. Um, yep. That's why they're me. Ugh. <laughs> uh now that we've laughed about uh all of this goofiness robin has a panic attack oh this was like devastating this was terrible to see yeah oh it's, it's my god very very viscerally real where she actually just like shuts down and like falls down uh at the sight of and the sounds of buster call happening around her that will continue throughout a couple scenes but zoro and sanji are carrying soga king between them on like a big sheet uh, they're running through the tunnels as well, and uh, Soga King is like, ah, everything in my body is broken, but also I have, do you want to hear about my really cool weapon that I made? He starts to sing his theme song, and then stops because his <laughs> ribs are broken. I love it so much. <laughs> All he did was fall down. I guess yep. a, a pretty far ways, but still. Um, uh, he's, done, he's taken worse. Yeah, he probably has. Didn't like? Didn't he get hit by lightning a couple times? I don't remember. A Soga King, no. Oh, true. I guess you're right. Uh, Soga King, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine his training on the island of the snipers to become king of the snipers. I imagine it's pretty grueling. Yeah. But the island of snipers is in your heart, so maybe it's all just like. Hmm. Just, oh, this is. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> is, is since the king of the king of the snipers is the land of the snipers is in your heart? Does that mean that like? Anyone can become a king of the snipers. Did, I'm, sure just gotta like, I'm sure that's the, the moral of his uh, <laughs> Sentai show. But does everyone is a hero mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself? Oh, oh, this is this is such a nice series. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going exist. in. I thought you were going in a different, like, sad direction of like how much hardship <laughs> has he dealt because he's in my heart. <laughs> that is sad. Oh no, <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Soga King is trained with the strength of a million divorces. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, further ahead in the tunnel, 
uh, Chimini recounts to Nami about how, like, this is just... It's, I don't remember why this conversation starts, but it's, like, set up for the rest of the episode. Because Chimini is like, oh, yeah, remember that big iron door we walked through? Luffy broke that, and then he got really tiny. Yeah. See it happen again. It's just the same scene. We don't see any more of it. But Yeah. I, I just figured it was, like, because she's... It made me think about just uh, how I don't pay attention to my sister when she's talking because it's all nonsense. <laughs> so I imagine that, that's kind of the feeling I got from Nami was like, Luffy was small. What are you talking about while well, this kid is talking about something she saw that fascinated her? Yeah. And I didn't even at, at I didn't even uh, draw the uh, connection in my head, even though I saw the name of the episode that, oh. She's referencing that he went gear third and Luffy's going to do that mm-hmm. in the episode. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's probably why they showed it in the flashback, too, to remind you that he says it at the time. Yeah, so it's not just like he just did, like, we're aware that he has a gear third. Mm-hmm. So it seems like less uh, uh, pulling it out of your ass nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still kind of is when I think about how little time there is between Luchi fight in Water 7 and now, but <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> the fact that it puts such a strain on his body kind of also shows that he hasn't trained it very much. He's just kind of yeah. thought about it and is like, this is how it's going to work. Yeah. But she doesn't understand it. But now they start to hear water or they hear something. I don't think they know it's water yet. Uh, and they're just like, all we all we can do is keep running forward. And Kokoro says, like, they have to do it resolutely, which is uh, something that Tom used to say all the time. Uh, but then the water rushes at them and they turn around and run away. <laughs> <laughs> This was uh this was upsetting. I was this is one of those those horrifying moments of how can they get out of this? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 satisfying. It, yeah. Um we we cut away to Luffy and Lucci again showing that they're moving upwards in the tower. They're they they get up to another level like Lucci does that air kick step thing that is kind of underutilized in this fight and then luffy just you know is made of rubber yo 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 ho and that's how he gets up there um but now they're on a different room with more empty crates to break open and uh luchi is just taunting him about like oh you must be worried about your friends drowning huh (laughs) weird you can go (laughs) save him if you want and then luffy's like like if I don't fight you, you will go kill them. So I'm going to focus on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. this is where I wrote down that like Luchi's sadism is like the perfect foil to Luffy's determination of just like I am going yeah. to focus on this one thing because it's <laughs> something only I can do for for the sake of all of his friends. Uh, and then we we cut back to the tunnels. Soga King falls out of that sheet and he hears something. Um, <laughs> tries to tell Sanji and Zoro. But they're gone. <laughs> they just kept yeah. running ahead. <laughs> he tries to chase after them and say, hey, I hear water running. We can't keep running this way. Um, Luffy and Lucci keep exchanging blows. Uh, I noted that the animation in this scene is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> all, all of this fight stuff is is really nice looking. Yeah, it's gorgeous. There was like... um. There was some shit with the Marines later that I don't know if I wrote down, but I just noticed that it was a really nice touch. But L- Luffy lands, like, one really good gum-gum rifle, but it doesn't do anything against the Iron Body. Then we we, we cut to Luchi picking up Luffy with his tail and, like, dangling it. <laughs> like, or, like, dangling him above the ground. And then I really love what Luchi, or what Luffy does to get out of this is, like, twist his torso 
so his feet yes. touch the ground again. <laughs> That's so brilliant as like a, a follow up to that. It is. Yeah. And then he uses that like twisting momentum to spin uh Luchi around and throw him like motherfucking <laughs> <Yep>. Mario sixty four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so long, gay Luchi. <laughs> But it, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very satisfying. But uh, Lucy just continues to fucking endlessly uh, lay finger pistol attacks into him, um, and then he does one, which is interesting. That is, he calls it fire pick, where it's it, it's a weird visual because like when he char he like charges it up on his fingernail, like so much uh, energy that like it glows, and then he shoots a fireball at Luffy. <sighs> Which is like, yeah. There's there's some other stuff in this series like this where I'm like, sure, if you build up so much momentum, it can like, I guess, catch fire. But the fact that it like lights up before he sends it bothers me. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things that I just I'll accept it. Similar to how uh, Kaku was able to just kick up air blades and make them rain down yeah just, i mean just because he can Zoro <laughs> can swing his sword so hard that it's a projectile that's just a thing we all live with it's anime but like yeah. the 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 so much momentum becomes fire thing is just like it's it's very much on the border of that where it's fine for me in most cases in this show and this is the one where i was like why does it glow before he shoots it <laughs> <laughs> But it's whatever. So you know he's about to. Yeah, he never does it again. That's that's your Dark Souls dodge roll tell. Yeah. <laughs> Luffy does not dodge it. Uh, it hit, it <laughs> no. hits him and it explodes in four different directions like a fire blast in Pokemon. <laughs> and then Luchi complains about like, I thought you had a backbone. Yeah, I you know, was excited to fight you. And then Luffy's like, I'll show you a fucking backbone. And he bites his thumb. <laughs> And he says, gear third, motherfucker. And he calls it bone balloon. How do you? All right. So this, this, the, this sequence is fucking gorgeous to look at as well. But, uh, he, he inflates his hand really big and then he shifts that inflation. He shifts like only one part of his body is huge at one time. Like he, he, blows up his one hand really big through his thumb and then he shifts it to his chest and then his other hand and then he does like one really big punch and he knocks Luchi out of the tower through the wall. Yeah. And in the shot of the outside of the tower as it shatters and a giant fist goes through it that you were spoiled at before you watched it <laughs> is an absolutely gorgeous looking shot. How do you feel about your third <sighs> bone balloon? It's it's very goofy. But it also just, it makes sense. I even get the, like, why he needs to bite, because he needs a way to be able to put the air into his body. Yep. So he has to, like, basically create a hole in his hand, and he inflates himself, and it's, it doesn't look nearly as cool as Gear Second, but it works, and I can understand why it gives him bigger impact, because he has a bigger fist. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, like, Luchi has some line about, like, well, is it just for show? And then it hits him, and he yeah. flies through the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's he, he just thinks it's like a dumb party trick, and then a giant fist push, destroys the building there. The in. thing about One Piece <laughs> is often dumb party tricks are really effective in combat. <laughs> yeah. Lucci is, like, way too dark and edgy for this show, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he is. It, it kind of, like, again, like, provides this interesting foil for Luffy, and, like, to demonstrate the Marines at their worst which is valuable, but also 
<laughs> but also then you get like, well, that's dumb. And then he gets hit and he <laughs> gets knocked away. Yeah. That is the end of that episode. The next episode is boring as shit because it's mostly about Lucci. But he conveniently landed on a marine ship. Uh, and that's where it starts. Soga King ends up back in the sheet in the tunnels. <laughs> I don't know why he gets back in the sheet. I did, I think they they said something about like because he he says something and then Zoro and Sanji are like, hey, aren't your ribs broken? He's like, oh god, yes, they're broken. Ow, I can't run, I can't walk. Even though he chased them down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he also can't convince them that water is rushing at them. <laughs> yeah. And before he has a chance to get it through their head, they see it, and also Nami and the others running away from it. Zoro's first instinct is to cut the walls. <laughs> He just starts swinging his fucking swords at the walls, yeah. which would make it worse. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of my, my thought process of how they were going to get out was just like strong arm their way outside of the tunnel and swim up or something. <laughs> oh, I mean, if he just made one hole in it, it would have just increased the, the yeah. flow of it. But he can't. Sanji says, oh, they must be really fucking strong to withhold the water pressure down here. And then it doesn't matter. They all get washed up in it uh, and pushed back, which is a long tunnel. So we'll see how they get out of it. <laughs> back on that Marine ship, a bunch of the Marines yell at Lucci before they realize who he is. He takes his shirt off and then an admiral gives us our, his backstory. Uh, it's I, I puts me to sleep. Uh, I describe it as if Sasuke was drafted into being an assassin by the Leaf Village government. And then you skip ahead to him doing this. And that's it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really it's really odd. It is. You, you you really think that like he's he'd have some like unfortunate upbringing. Like I thought I thought this was heading towards like he was part of this horrible pirate occupation who were terrible people and murdered everyone and then yeah, it and led him that. to have like an yeah, he has like an angry vengeance, which that's believable. But instead, he he just so happens to have scars on his back that match the uh the world government flag. Yeah, the scars are meaningless. Yeah. He just he thinks that no matter what, as long as the in quotations good guys win, it's okay to where his his idea of dealing with a hostage taker is uh you kill all the hostages so they don't have any more leverage and then you win? That's that's how that situation went. Yeah. Was, well, you don't have hostages anymore. You can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, it it's it's almost it's not really spelled out this way, but I really interpret it as like he will use justice to like justify any fucked up shit he wants to do. Um and he's yeah. just like this raging sadist psychopath. Um because you see his, you know his strength. They hype him up as being super strong. He's he was hired or by the or he was sent by the government as a kid. This is like thirteen years ago to stop this pirate uh, stealing something from a country. And they're like, "Please save the hostages." And he's like, "Fuck you, old man. I'll do what I want." And he goes to the pirate crew and he's like, he uses Iron Body. He's clearly strong, but instead of just killing all of them there, he's like, "Fine, I'll let you put me with your hostages, and then I'll kill all your hostages." You didn't have to. <laughs> He chose to. <laughs> he could have beaten them all right away. Um, but yeah, he does that, and he's like, now you have nothing, and then he kills them anyway. Like, it wasn't like he had, like, 30 seconds to realize 
that he had no leverage before he was just dead. And, and then, like, yeah, there's there's no part of that that I think and more informs us or changes the the rest of Lucci's representation in this arc. Yeah, it doesn't. And the scars, yeah, they're like he has these scars on his back. They're like bullet wounds from in the shape of the world government flag. But like, it's it's there's no meaning. It's only lore. <laughs> yeah, it it would because. I, I believe he had him, like, at least on his back, he, he kind of had him covered up to just look like the world government flag. I don't know. It's just, like, and, it's just, like, these five dots on his back. Yeah. But it, it would at least be nice if, if it was, like, instead of just random scars, if they were, like, tattoos. Yeah. He he loved the world government that much. But the, the I guess the only, like, payoff for understanding Lucci's position is how he the, the vice admiral guy in the marine said he's useful for dispensing this dark justice yeah he he doesn't hold back yeah guy on the boat's like hey that's that's fucked up why would he killed everyone that's not okay and instead of uh being like well sometimes you gotta do that son he just he just shoots his crew, the guy who's part of his crew yeah it's like <laughs> sometimes you gotta murder aimlessly to get what you want if it's justice anyways <laughs> And yeah, because I, I think what you're describing is when they decide to attack the ship that Lucci and Luffy are fighting on, and then he's like, but that's yeah. our men, and then he shoots him and says, fuck you, <laughs> I'll do what I want, yeah. um, which happens a little bit later when Luffy is uh, outside, but he's not yet. With uh, And with his his past, I guess it, it works for like why he'd be perfect for a shadow organization like CP9, because mm-hmm. they have to carry out the dirty work, but it also just makes it look like he joined a military organization so he had an excuse to kill people. Yeah, it's fucking fascinating. Uh, wild. <laughs> uh, he's so edgy. And he's so two-dimensional. Not even just because this is an anime, but, like, he's there's nothing to the boy. There's nothing to the man. He's just angry. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Luffy comes outside and uh, keeps hitting him with really big uh, feet, specifically feet. He uses his feet, I think, for the rest of this fight, <laughs> um, which is actually cool. Uh, I, I really love the visual of him, like, kicking his leg really high in the air and then it becoming huge and then swinging it down and, like, chopping a, a ship yeah. in half. <laughs> it's so cool to be like, all right, cool, Luffy's just this fucking strong now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very rad to watch. Um, he does a very big kick with it, too. Um, but the downside to this move is just how slow and vulnerable it is, um, because Luchi yeah. having that shave ability and now knowing that it hits really hard, he dodges it, pretty, I think, pretty much every time, if not both times, um, and attacks Luffy in one of his forms, which is just a literal jaguar. I think he's a jaguar? Yeah, he, uh... What animal is Luchi? We see him just go the full, I think, I'm pretty sure it's jaguar, yeah. Yeah, he flies at Luffy and just bites him. Yeah, he just bites him <laughs> on the shoulder, and Luffy deflects it by like putting his 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 thickness back in his uh, like uh, torso, so like it pushes um, Luchi back or off of him. His epithet is mass massacre weapon. Great, I guessed his his age. I guessed he was twenty eight. Um, uh, leopard, not jaguar. Okay, or yeah, the neko neko no mi model leopard because there are multiple cat cat fruits 
Yeah. There's a it's it's probably good that there's multiple cat cat fruits. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, zones zones gets uh more complicated just because they're like, well, we can't have just one cat fruit. There's too many cats. Imagine you you find a devil fruit on the grand lawn. And you're like, finally, I'm gonna be strong enough to take on some of those other guys. And then you're just like a tabby house cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a common short hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's that, that's that's the rest of the episode, right? As they fight. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's just a, a nicely choreographed sequence. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they fight and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, it it ends with that vice admiral being like, "Shoot that ship!" and someone saying, "No!" and then he shoots them. And then he, they do it. It's great. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the next episode three oh six starts with the after effects of Gear Third, which is Luffy <laughs> deflating. <laughs> flies around in the air a bunch ends up flying back into that column tower thing and he's very tiny and he tries to go hide yeah (laughs) i like just that (laughs) like well i'm small now and he says the he he does like the quick math which i'm amazed that luffy even knows what numbers (laughs) are math <laughs> the fact that Luffy knows what a number is is kind of surprising to me. He can count it. He can definitely count to... to three. Like it's the same as like Sora and Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> He's like, I was in the mode for four minutes. He said, "My subtitle so... said one. <laughs> oh, or at least that's what I, I thought, remember. Because I thought I, I, I thought I read at least with one subtitles. I was reading that he was in the mode for four minutes." So it'll take him one minute to return to normal. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, mine said one minute in, one minute to return, but I might, I might have misread it too. Okay. Number seems like a weird thing to mistranslate. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes but, to hide. So he, yeah, he's tiny and he 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 just goes to hide because he's small. While I like while Luchi is doing like a weird like shave moon airwalk bounce thing in the air it's like haha just to levitate yeah just to be like i'm ready for you fucking. <laughs> uh and then we we cut away to the rest of Inyaslabi as we see the the giants uh koshi koshi and oimo i remember oimo's yeah. name kashi and oimo kakashi and oimo uh are running <laughs> away and we see the frog what's his name the frog cries whatever his name is he's crying Yokozuna. Yokozuna cries because he sees the destruction happening and he's worried about his friends. Uh, we see there's a lot. A lot of my notes just say we cut to Spandam bragging because he he thinks at this point Luffy has died after the the one battleship gets destroyed. Yeah. Frankie is for some reason su- surprised that they attacked their own men in that way. Um, Spandam keeps fucking saying just the worst shit. He go- he tries to convince Frankie to hand robin over and just like i can get rid of all your charges this is fine uh and i think the upsetting part is when he's like why would you trust her her when she has the blood of o'hara over the government that keeps you safe (laughs) and it's like frankie's been here (laughs) the whole time the government ruined his goddamn life (laughs) frankie had to deal with all this and then also (laughs) took away his his uh his actual his dad. His actual dad. His good dad. His good dad was taken <laughs> wrongly. Oh, especially considering like later when he's like remembering that and Spandam being there. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> that so he does that, and Frankie just fucking shoots his fist at him, which is also pretty satisfying ending of that conversation where he's just like, "Fuck off, dude." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spandam's response to that is to finally use his strong elephant sword, uh, and he's like, "Go after Robin because she's not doing anything." But Frankie stops it with his bare fucking hands. Yep, and <laughs> I, I love this because Frankie basically se- tells Funkfried, "Hey, I can break your tusks and throw you in the water and whatever. Just, just stop trying to hurt us and don't, don't help that asshole. Yeah, because I can, I can hurt both of you. Yeah, worse. he's like." Turn so. back into an elephant. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he also, he asks Robin, like, one last time, like, will Luffy come? And she says, yes, they all will come here. Uh, and then Frankie, in one of my, one of, a very, very satisfying scene, like, probably one of my favorite throughout the, the arc, is Frankie lamenting how he wishes he could have stopped Tom's arrest. However many years ago that was, 10, I think. Yeah. And it shows him trying to stop the sea train, taking Tom away. He's like, I admire the Straw Hats for going against everything up against the government when I couldn't. He's like, I, I remember every day I've wanted to crush the official that took Tom away from me. And then he like runs with Funk, like holding Funk Freed by the trunk and flips him over and crushes Pantam with him. And he's like, and now I can. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, thanks for the Straw Hats. My wish came true. It, one of my favorite lines that I wrote down is, uh, it's like I, he says, "I'm someone who has died once in the past, and if allow if it allows the Straw Hats to escape safely, I will sacrifice myself here." And uh, this seems to be what brings Robin out of it. And like, yeah, she yeah she remembers Saul. Yeah, she remembers Saul and his his thing is like telling her to go. If there's someone out there she can laugh or she can make friends, and she it brings her out of it, realizing that I do have friends that are here for me and. I can help all of us get out of this situation. Yeah. And I, I, I love, I, I think we've talked a bit about like uh, Frankie and Robin's maturity just because they're older and stuff mm-hmm. with like this. But I just, I really like how with Frankie, it definitely, we, we got like the comedic effect of his, him being moved by their friendship and everything by crying uh, when uh, Soga King shot through like the world government flag mm-hmm. and stuff or hearing Usopp talk about the going Mary and he starts crying, but it, it's just, it's, he's so moved by everything here and he's like seen a nice family unit before. And it, I feel like that's part of what was motivating him to help. Yeah. These he, people he out. yeah, he <laughs> lost his family and he rebuilt himself and then he built this new family with the Frankie family um, and he sees this other found family of misfit toys put together, doing all of this stuff to <laughs> save their their friend who was told that they, you know, shouldn't exist by the government. There's some subtext there, but it, it's it's fascinating. We'll talk probably again at the end of this episode, uh, the end of this podcast episode about how like which members of the Straw Hats are the most emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> Frankie's up there, and I and I really appreciate that yeah. about him. <laughs> Yeah. As being this like over the top dude who's like giant fucking arms and he's also just like <laughs> just a sappy dumbass. He knows to appreciate things when he has them. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and as he said, he's died once before. So he Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we get that flashback with Robin and she she gets up to help. We see the giants and the, everyone else that's with them. 
um, the Gali Law people who didn't suck and the Frankie family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have Sodom and Gomorrah <laughs> over their shoulders and they break through the front gate and they're like, we did it. We made it to the other side. Oh shit, there's battleships here. And that seems to be the end of them. The Admiral like holds his hand up and it cuts away uh, to Luffy getting found and attacked <laughs> instantaneously. Yep. Um, I wrote this, my favorite scene happens where... Lucci's holding very, very tiny Luffy and like shoves him into a wall. And he's like, Yeah, you know, your attacks were strong, even though they're ridiculous and stupid. And then tiny Luffy just like swings his tiny fist at, uh, at Lucci and just, like slaps him in the face. And Lucci gets really mad and just like shoves him into the wall more. Yeah. And it's just like these are, these are two diametrically opposed people. Yeah. It, it shows like it's, it's supposed to be a comedy scene, but it still shows like the two the two of them like he's not he's almost like irritated that there's someone who just wouldn't give up and let him kill yeah, them and it it's it drives him so wild <laughs> and luffy even though he knows he can't do anything in the state he's still going to try yeah it's like it's it's kind of a, a comedic scene but it still like adds to the situation um it's not like a wasted aside or anything yeah luchi like jumps back or wait how does why does luchi go away because <laughs> he he crushes luffy into the wall and he can't he can't mm-hmm. get out and luchi is gonna basically is gonna do uh a star platinum aura aura but with like his super finger pistols to to hit luffy but as he's like charging towards luffy doing that his leg just kind of like snaps yeah he, he seems he's to like, like oh fuck some damage from the gear third attacks <laughs> yeah the gear third attack actually did something to him mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> Yeah, it's wild to see long-standing damage. Yeah, because of that, Luffy is able. It gives Luffy enough time to turn back to normal. Yeah, he busts out of the wall, and then we cut away to the last scene in this episode, which is in the tunnels. The Straw Hats are drowning. They're all. uh, They're all going through their various ways of accepting their demise or being upset about uh, this situation. Uh, Notably, Soga King's is very long and humorous, as opposed to everyone else's. He's like, I guess I had an all right life. Wait, no, what the fuck? I can't die yet. Uh, and then we get to Sanji, who is having this dream as he's drifting away of being pulled away by a mermaid. And as he's having this dream and lamenting that it, he hopes it doesn't end, is Kokoro. They're, he's not dreaming. Kokoro's a mermaid. <laughs> and is saving all of them and getting them away. Yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> She's I like that the episode has the like mermaid in its name, but we don't see that until the end. Yeah. Like the final sequence of the episode. You spend the entire episode being like, what the fuck a mermaid? Jesus. Thought we were Oh, we were talking about fighting the government. <laughs> Anyways, the next episode, 307, starts with Frankie and Robin having secured that Marine escort ship uh, that they're going to steal, and they're just going to wait for the Straw Hats there. And like clockwork, Kokoro shoots from the water and delivers <laughs> most most of the Straw Hats. And they're all yeah, fine. Everyone who's in the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I think it's Frankie who's like, they didn't even swallow that much water. They just stopped breathing. I wonder what would have caused them to stop breathing. <laughs> Kokoro's like, I got no idea. 
Huh. <laughs> Weird. <Yeah. laughs> Just it, it, it's funny because they they all had that like shocked reaction to the ocean that when well, they saw that she was a mermaid, including Chopper, but... who was already knocked out. <laughs> he was already unconscious. Yeah. And you think you think, oh, it's just a quick gag, but no, the the fact that they were shocked by it saved their yep, lives. It was vital, <laughs> vital storytelling. <laughs> uh, anyways, they all wake up. They can't believe that mermaids are fucking real. Uh, Sanji actually refuses to accept it uh, because he wants mermaids to be hotter than this, <laughs> which is annoying. But also, I like watching him suffer. Yeah. <laughs> at least in, 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 in about these things <laughs> watching him suffer about horniness yeah is good. yeah that's 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 the the suffering i will accept in sanji's life <laughs> other other times he suffers either offensive or actually sad so this is the one where i'll be like yes grovel you insolent worm <laughs> everyone reuniting with robin's also pretty good but we get the realization that chopper can't move he's just yeah, immobile. He's just he's laying on the ground or he's laying on the boat, and he's like, "I can't move. This is terrifying." He looks very vulnerable, and it makes me want to give him a hug. Yeah, he's very sad about it, and he's like, <laughs> "Why can't I move? What happened?" And Zoro's like, "We'll tell you later, but that makes sense." Uh, and he walks <laughs> up the big stairs to look at Inya's lobby and what's happening. And Soka King follows. Uh, they, I think it's Frankie, who goes up there with him and says they're not targeting Robin, so the bridge should stay safe for now. And then Frankie yeah. says that Luffy is fighting in the the other bottom column. Like, there's two big columns under this bridge, and Luffy's in the, the one that they're not next to. And uh, we just gotta wait for him to win. <laughs> just to, when Luffy wins, then they can leave, and they'll be fine. Yeah. There's a... Was it in this sequence where uh, Kokoro explains her mermaid heritage? Yes, I didn't write that down. Yeah, I uh, I really liked this because like when when you see the flashback sequences, you probably just a little bit think, huh? Well, this regular human lady have this kind of like they they don't explicitly say they're in a marriage or they have a relationship, but they have a caring for kind of just family dynamic. And you think you could just basically think, oh, at some point in what while they're at Water 7, they met and they got along, so they have this relationship. But I, I like that she mentions that mermaids are also from Fishman Island. Yeah, I never... Which I'm sure we'll never hear about no. again, similar to Doflamingo. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of things that never come <laughs> up again. Um, it's, 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 you know, Kobe, that was just written off. Laboon, never yeah. gonna come up again. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing matters in one piece. Uh, I never connected the fact that she was a mermaid and that Tom was a fish man actually until right now that you said it. Yeah. I never realized that was it's, irrelevant. <laughs> it, it just, it makes, it, it's just a nice little touch that they probably ventured off from Fishman Island together. And that also, even though she has that permanent horrifying smile on her face, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that she, it, she was she probably was also way more deeply affected by uh what happened to Tom than we could have assumed anyway. Like of course it hurt, but yeah. we could we can draw from it that they've probably had even more of a history that we don't get yeah, to see. Yeah, and there's I, I really appreciate that actually. Um that it's <laughs> like they have this like clear like family structure, but it's not explicit whether they're like together in that way or if it's just like 
they have yeah. they lean on each other and are friends and they take care of these uh two workers that they treat as a family yeah uh, it, and, and like her arc about like missing tom and wanting to do all this is in no way driven by like i miss my husband or i miss it's just like i miss this person who was yeah. in my life it's not like it's not dragged down by heterosexuality explicit explicitly yeah and <laughs> and because we don't need that for for them to be care, especially with just the the common theme we see of found family. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Chimney calls her grandma, and they both are just stuck with a permanent smile, even later when they're seeing horrifying things that make them sad. We we could assume that they're blood related, but it could just be a little yeah. girl that she adopted. She, yeah, and like, like she's <laughs> not a mermaid or a fish person; she's just a little girl, and yeah. she. Maybe she yeah. learned to smile all the time from this person she calls grandma. Yeah. They don't really explain how they know each other. It's just she looks up to her as a grandma. They clearly love each other. But there's a really good line where she's like, you're a mermaid? I just, I, I never really realized that it was weird that you had fins and scales. <laughs> yeah. I also like this Coco be like, yeah, when mermaids are 30, uh, their fins split into legs. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, at this certain point, mermaids uh, have like another stage of growth and they can walk on land yeah it's like that's interesting cool and yeah and i think yeah she's like yeah you'll see if you ever go to fishman island you'll see it and it's like oh well i wonder if we will (laughs) uh so that's a that's a good series of sequences that all happen and after the eye catch we get uh more of luffy's fight and he's just not able to do much in his base form at all yeah he can't keep up. His the strikes won't do anything, even if they do connect. Mm-hmm. It's he. It's, he has uh, to push himself into these things that are dangerous <laughs> to do. Um, we see a little bit of that before we cut back to the other straw hats. And Sanji now is at the top of the stairs. Um, he asks Frankie about the Frankie family, um, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not worried," but he's clearly worried. And then we check back in on the Frankie family and everyone else at the front. Uh, Polly sees a transponder snail on the ground and just like, I'm gonna fucking go for that. I'm gonna see how everyone else is doing. And then they all get shot by cannons and die. <sighs> it's, it's a very harrowing scene where, uh, the yeah. silhouettes of the giants are put like flying backwards as the, the broken pieces of the gate are also flying backwards. And it's like, that's, that's the end of that scene. It seems bad. Yeah. They're, just, they're, they're done. They're dead. That was... They're gone. No one survives Buster Cole. It's been established as this horrifying thing that erases islands off yeah, the map. Yeah, it's visceral. Uh, and to add insult to injury and to make sure everyone is sad about it, uh, the speaker announcements for Inuslabi chime in to claim an update of what's going on and to point out that the 50 or so pirates were found at the front gate and killed. And Frankie's like, oh, sh- no. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and everyone is like, oh, no, Frankie, fuck. They... They, uh, there's a lot of montages of how everyone helped them get this far. Everyone kind of remembers someone different. Like Frankie's thinking of the Frankie family. Zoro thinks of Polly. Uh, Chopper thinks of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's probably another one. Oh, well. It's rough. Yeah, Nami <laughs> makes a remark like, I can't believe that it's just so easy for them to kill all these people. And Robin's like, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going through it again. Yeah. <laughs> she brings up the fact that they don't think about the people. They just they think of the yeah, island the, being gone. Yeah, you can't see people on a map. Yeah. 
Can't see people on a map seems like a phrase from something a lot more heavy-handed than uh, an anime about a rubber boy who wants to get a treasure. That piece is pretty heavy-handed, though. It's just, <laughs> I guess it's just like, uh, not to fall into the trap that four kids did when they thought this was marketable to children, or at least their demographic of, of American children. <laughs> but um, One Piece deals with some very heavy themes and events. Yeah. And I and I love it for all the times it gets it right, which is like, <laughs> like here. here. Like I would say a lot of them. There's a there's only a few times that I really consider missteps. <laughs> but uh, uh, Frankie turns this around and yells to Straw Hat that he can't fail here. And then Luffy goes into second gear again, claiming that he won't stop until he wins. And Luffy and Lucci is like, well, what if you die doing that? What if you kill yourself pushing your body too far? And Luffy's like. Don't want to think about it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> beat you up. Yep. I'll I'll worry about that uh, after I've beat you up. <laughs> yep. Very uh, very Luffy. Very one track mind boy, and I we love him for it. The next episode starts with them fighting more. Luffy's like really starting to do some damage now, uh, which I guess is probably a sign that Luchi actually was slowed down by Gear Third, which he probably yeah. should have started with instead of go Gear Second before going Gear Third. But then he wouldn't be as tired at the end of this, which is the point. Yeah. Storytelling stakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not always realistic. It's a, it's a you could draw the same conclusion. I'm gonna make this ham-fisted comparison, but as in like Dragon Ball or wrestling. In Dragon Ball, why doesn't Goku just start off with a spirit bomb? In wrestling, why doesn't Roman Reigns just do a Superman punch in a spear at the beginning of the match and win? Yeah. <laughs> because it would be boring if, he, if they did that stuff yeah, right it's... away. If you did your finishing moves right mm -hmm. away, what would it, be it's the point? Weird. <laughs> it's weird in this case. Like The only reason I don't think it's a clear comparison is because Luffy's gear third super, Superman punch isn't uh, a, a finishing move in this case. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a thing that weakens him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting thing about the escalation from gear second to gear third is that like he's still gear second is what does it. It's not just like a clear escalation of this one's more strong, this one's more strong, and this one's more strong. Like they they're considerably <laughs> different purposes. Um, which is something I find cool about how Luffy uses his powers. Yeah. They are doing that fight and Luchi's like, Well, I guess I'll use an attack that pushes my body too far. It's called Six King Gun. Where he he puts both of his fists out and he just sends a shit ton of energy into Luffy, like I guess like the way you would a finger pistol of something, but like through these two fists. Yeah. Sends Luffy across the room. He compares it to the impact dial, and then Luchi follows up with a tempest kick. And now we see the Marines are forming around the bridge and firing. It gets worse. You know. It it sure does because not only is everything looking more dire, they make us look at the unfortunate ball man that I do not like. <laughs> they show the flashback of the ball man using the impact dial, and I get oh, real yeah, upset. Oh yeah, that ball man! I was like, what ball man? What man is? Uh, there's a different ball man later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also don't like him. But <laughs> Jory doesn't like balls. Everybody, I don't. Not a fan. <laughs> Because they they just unfortunately reminded me of a horrified character that makes me upset. Yeah. I don't like I don't remember his name, but he's not great. Uh, and and Skypea. I don't remember it either. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, he remembers the impact dial and the ball man. So the Marines are f forming around the the bridge and firing. The bridge gets destroyed. 
So now there's like this cliff that they're looking off of at Luffy. It also tears a hole in that wall uh, so they can see Luffy and Luchi fighting. Um, that is the least of their problems uh, because they have also circled around the ship that they had secured. Uh, the, the straw hats that are at the edge of that bridge yell at Luffy and let them know that they're okay. Robin saved just win that fight and then we can leave, uh, which is a little disingenuous. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to get through on the process of leaving. Uh, but Luffy takes this and smiles and he says he's, he's, he's ready to finish that fight. And while he fights Luchi, the rest of the straw hats are up against, uh, captains, which they point out was smokers level in the Marines. And then Sanji just fucking leaves. Where are you, Sanji? <laughs> it's really funny because it just he just fucks off for a while and we just have to we have to hope he's doing something useful and helpful. A little bit. <laughs> uh, but they fight. It's cool to see their fighting styles uh contra- contrasted against each other, uh and like up against yeah. mobs instead of just like singular people. Uh, Frankie does a bunch of cool stuff. Soka King's afraid and waits for someone else to save him. <laughs> and Zoro decides to win. I like, I, I'm pretty sure it's in, in this one where a guy with swords pop, chases after Soga King and he has the thought process that we all have. Yeah. Hey, you're a sword guy. You should be trying to fight yeah, Zoro. Well, don't attack me, attack Zoro. <laughs> um, Nami does some cool like lightning flail shit. On the end of her uh, yeah. rod, which is really rad. Robin, <laughs> like, trips a bunch of people and just, like, knocks everyone out. Uh, Chopper's really sad. He can't help. Poor boy. Uh, Luffy is is holding up against Luchi, uh, but he can dodge really quickly. So it's a lot of just, like, them shooting around the room. Uh, and it looks really good. Uh, do love to watch it. Don't know how to describe it beyond that, but it's great. Uh, he lands another, Luchi lands another six king gun, which I wonder if that's not in the manga, because when Luchi does it a third time, Luffy says, you're doing this a second time? (laughs) And I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. Unless I'm wrong that this is a different attack, but it looks like a six king gun, uh, the way he does his fists, uh, and Luffy does collapse, um, but he, he does not let up second gear, he just lays on the on the ground in second gear <laughs> and uh soga king notices that he's on the ground and runs to the edge and just like watches and zoro's zoro like protects him and is like what are you doing and then like he goes to call him soga king which i think that might be the first time he used those the right name <laughs> um yeah. but he notices that he's <laughs> taken the mask off and now usopp is standing there yelling at luffy what is going on here I was... Usopp has not been here this whole time, but now he is, and it's really bizarre. And he's holding Soga King's mask, and he's he's dressed pretty similarly. He has Soga King's, like, starfish or whatever slingshot that Kabuto. he has. Kabuto, yeah. That's weird. I don't, and... like, first Sanji disappears, and now Soga King gets replaced by Usopp. It's... How did he get know. here? That's what I'm wondering. Maybe that's what Sanji went and did. Maybe he went and got Usopp. But, oh! Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, that's that's one of the things he did. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, maybe it'll get explained later. Anyways, that's the end of that episode. And the next one, Usopp is there yelling at Luffy to get up. Luffy looks and sees Usopp's face for the first time since they beat the shit out of each other, which was yeah, a while ago. This 
it, it was, and this is an incredibly moving it is. scene. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, makes me cry every time. <laughs> I cried a lot in uh, this this chunk <laughs> of like ten episodes. Both the first time I watched it and rewatching it, it got me again. He it's like at first I'm like this this scene you could read it so many different ways because it's like is Usopp maintaining this stupid manliness uh facade that he always has and then you realize that he's like in the bit because he knows luffy's in the bit um because what he's like i didn't come to see you i just came to like uh, like he came to save yeah he he only came to save robin and he like tries to get luchi to fight him instead and like does his over the top like i'm the leader of the usap pirates and like forty thousand men or whatever um yeah. And it's it's effective. Real, it's really effective to see. <laughs> it's it's like this is the. I think this in One Piece might be the only time, uh, outside of ham-fisted setups for wrestling matches on a weekly show, where the like real men settle settle it with a fight, settle it with their fists. Where it, here in One Piece, they've like. They used it to settle a situation that at no point no one was going to be able to compromise, and that was the only way they could get through it. When normally you hear people say that kind of thing, like men settle those things with their with a fight over some bullshit, like you owe me five dollars, or <laughs> you looked at a girl that I want to look at. And when when he picks it back up here, it's just like he's using it as a motivator to get Luffy to like. Mm-hmm keep going just it feels so nice and yeah and it's like i think usopp the thing is i i i fully feel like usopp knows exactly what he's doing yeah he he definitely is trying to because he's provoking luchi because he knows he knows he can't he he wouldn't as soon as luchi like looked at him at a certain at at a certain range usopp would be dead yeah (laughs) yeah like he was just he was just afraid of a random dude with a sword like (laughs) Come yeah. on. <laughs> and him doing his usual thing about he's the great Usopp and causing terror over the Grand Line is getting Luffy to know that he's serious because he doesn't he doesn't pull this stuff off as like a gag. He usually no, pulls the stuff off in like slightly serious situations at least. Yeah, he bluffs, when, but it's not like yeah. it's not like a joke to him when he yeah. does it. It's a joke to and, us as the viewer, except for not this time. <laughs> Yeah, this time it's super serious, mm-hmm. and Luffy, even though he has that thing settled with Usopp, he still doesn't want to see someone get murdered by Luchi. No. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's, like, a, several different layers of it of, like, is Luffy being remotivated to protect Usopp? Is Luffy, like, he knew Robin was safe, but now he's, like, now all of the Straw Hats are back together? Because like Usopp's here and he didn't know Usopp was here because he's yeah he doesn't he, we've it's fine <laughs> but because he hasn't been here he hasn't been here <laughs> and Soga King has <laughs> anyways uh there's there's there's, a, there's so much to it but like and and the way that that ends where uh Luchi's like you've been defeated Luffy I'm gonna go fight this guy because he wants to fight me and Luffy's like no Usopp you would die instantaneously. <laughs> this is my fight and Usopp's like well if that's the case get up and fight then big rubber boy like come on <laughs> yeah what are you doing this isn't like you and Luffy he does he gets up Luchi is surprised and then Usopp yells 
after you win, we'll all go back together. And Luffy says, of course we will. <laughs> Luffy says he, he won't sink to the ground again until he defeats Luchi. Yep. And <laughs> Luffy, he, uh, he gathers his own metaphorical spirit bomb. Because how the spirit bomb works is it gathers all the life energy in the area. Mm-hmm. What Luffy does is he gathers all of his friendship energy through all of his memories he's had over everything that's happened over all this. Where everyone telling him that Robin is not a good person and you need to get away from Robin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this just motivates him to... Uh, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, he he remembers all the things he has gotten through, and he refuses to squander that because then it no. would have been for nothing. And then he does it. He like they <laughs> they uh they aura aura each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's my it's my favorite thing in any sort of media where like action media where people are like laying into each other with really strong strikes, and no one. It seems to be like flinching or faltering. Yeah, no, like they're both clearly taking damage, but they're just like keeping up with each other. Yeah. I love that One Piece does it so infrequently. It makes it more effective for me. Yes. Not that I necessarily dislike it in JoJo when it happens a lot. It's just it it feels like it carries more of a uh, weight uh, thematically and like in a storytelling sense when like people can keep up with Luffy because he does the Gatling thing a lot. Um, but yeah. very rarely is there someone matching it, which again is why this reminds me so much of like a, a parallel to what I'm watching now in whole cake um, of just like whenever Oda can write a really good uh, counterpart to Luffy in various ways that happens for a while. Uh, and then we see the straw hats fighting their own, captains of the marines which uh, means we see a lot of weird powers really quickly the berry berry man which is just turns into a bunch of balls and uh <laughs> frankie takes his head and puts it in front of his gun arm and just shoots him into the uh, ship <laughs> yep <laughs> which is pretty good robin and nami have now joined up at the top of the stairs which is uh good <laughs> because of what happens later and then in something that i've been i i hate one of my least favorite things about this arc because it feels so throwaway is uh someone calls out Zoro and is like, I've been waiting forever to fight you because I have a rust power, and he just disintegrates <laughs> one of Zoro's swords. So now he yeah. has two again. And it feels like that could have happened a million ways that mattered more. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like... Th- Unfortunately. It, it's, it's his sword. I think he only had two cursed swords, and he disintegrated the one that wasn't cursed. Yeah. Which, like, sure, if you want to take a sword away from him and give him a third cursed sword later... Or, you know, have him just replace a sword like an adult. It's, yeah, you could have made it have a little bit more weight than just, I'm a rust man. <laughs> I it rust your sword, I rust your elbow, and then <laughs> Soga King shoots him and it's fine. Yeah. It feels weird that, like, especially with uh, this, uh, this whole fucking mess starting because of, like, a loss in what's basically a member of the family mm-hmm. it, that something that you think Zoro would ha- hold some importance to is just snap done. Gone. Yeah. It's like, I mean, again, like it wasn't a cursed sword. It's not like his white one that he's had the whole time or the, yeah. the one he picked up in Logetown, I think Logetown. Is, is where he got the other one. Um, and yeah. then he just bought another fucking sword <laughs> unless I'm wrong. And they're both cursed, but either way he doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it's very, 
is not this isn't Thor Ragnarok. That's not Mjolnir. Um, <laughs> oh, and maybe that, that would be the case if something happened to his white one that he likes a lot. But yeah, alas, it just happened. He has two swords now. Uh oh, actually, I said Soga King blasts him away. It's actually Usopp. Soga King left. Yeah, so we see Sanji fun. inside of the Marine headquarters for like a second. He says bingo, and then it cuts away again. <laughs> uh <laughs> oh. I, I, that must have been really quick because I didn't see that. Oh, really? No, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Is, it's super quick. Uh, it's just he is doing something inside of a building. That is cool. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to Luffy and Lucci uh, just fucking each other up. Lucci does another six king gun. This is where Luffy was like, I, it, maybe it was a translation thing where he said second and he just said again. But anyways, uh, this time it's worse. He says like full radius six king gun or something luffy's like stumbling around and seems pretty defeated luchi starts to walk away but right before luffy falls he like picks himself back up and he screams saying he because he would not fall down he again remembers everything that's ever happened in in yuslavian water seven and he unleashes a jet (laughs) gatling gun on luchi it hits really really fucking hard (laughs) and uh Pushes yeah. pushes him up against that wall, <laughs> sends him through it again, and then he collapses. It's so satisfying. It is. Yeah. It's it, it's it's one of those things that I can imagine. There's probably someone who doesn't like it because it just feels like Luffy wins. Yeah, it's not like his. And someone listening could be like, "Hey, you guys, you always say Zoro just decides to win. How come this is cooler?" And to that, I say. There's a little bit more to it. Yeah, there's like emotional beats behind it. <laughs> yeah. And Luffy like screaming while f- flinging as many punches as he can after all this is is really powerful. Whereas like a lot of and he's bright red and steaming. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> Zoro's victories come from he just swings his sword again, but this time it works. <laughs> yeah. I there are, there are some differences with Zoro's fights in the future, but like I think the fact that we saw him try all those different techniques and it was relatively aimless is a is a bummer because even the I guess the Asura thing was kind of cool but anyways Luffy decides to win Luffy pushes himself really fucking hard and finally wins uh and and collapses yeah. and we hear the speakers over top in Yuslabi uh announce that a it, notably in fear that uh, Rob Lucci had been <laughs> defeated and Luffy defeated him and Luffy yells that they'll all go back together and he yells Robin's name and he I'm crying and <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um you just remind me I think unless like I didn't hear it go through on your end which I apologize but when they led into uh, Lucy's backstory uh they're talking about the only reason why they won't fire on that part of Annie's lobby I'm like there's one man over there. And you kind of feel like the setup is we can't hurt Spandam, but instead it's because because uh, Rob Lucci's there. Oh, no, I don't remember that at all. That, that's kind of what led into it is, like, that's the only place they wouldn't destroy because Rob Lucci was there. And I, I felt like the buildup is supposed to assume, because Rob because, uh, Spandam's the one in charge and everything, is that the buildup is, oh, we can't hurt the, the important guy. Yeah, it's, but Rob Lucci's yeah. the actual important yeah. guy. That sounds right. Because I know the yeah, Spandam brags about they won't attack him, but it's probably not about him at all. I figured yeah. it was about Robin. Because <laughs> um, they do they do want to capture Robin alive even up until like the very end. Yeah. Because <laughs> she can read the, the, the rocks. 
Um, so that's this next episode. Three ten starts. Uh, everyone's really stoked that Luffy won. Uh, and then the the speaker <laughs> has a new voice uh, that we could recognize as the members of the Frankie family, and I think Polly is on there at one point too. And yeah. then what is really interesting, Usopp hears something, and he's like, it kind of it's it's framed as something different because he like covers his ears and he's like looking around, so it doesn't seem like it's the speaker. But uh, that doesn't doesn't matter now because uh, we <laughs> focus on the Frankie family and the Marines are like, this signal's coming in from some random transponder snail that like hacked in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we see a flashback to Polly picking up the transponder snail and then using ropes to save everyone when they fell off a cliff. <laughs> I was, uh, I was sitting on my couch watching this. And as soon as I saw like all the rope nets uh-huh. hanging around there, I exclaimed to no one but myself and my dog, Rope Dad! Rope Dad! <laughs> Rope Dad did it. He saved the Fuck day. yeah, Rope Dad. And all of your... <laughs> he kept everyone from being saved murdered. Saved all of his children with his ropes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he just... They give a, a quick, nice explanation. Just, yeah, galley law ropes don't don't rip. They don't tear. They're, they're really fine. good. They're, su- they're super strong. Yeah, I love that his rope shit isn't even a devil fruit. It's just he's really yeah. fucking good with the ropes. <laughs> he's that good of a ship. And they're owner. really good ropes. <laughs> Anyways. They can hold two giants. Yeah, God, two to, giants. Uh, uh, the two gigantic um, seahorse things. I don't remember the name of. I remember Sodom and Gomorrah. Yagoras. Yagoras, that's it. I remembered Sodom and Gomorrah. The, the weirdly religiously named Yagoras. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're down there. That's cool. The Marines, back in control of the speaker, realize that Luffy isn't moving. Um, and Usopp, Usopp yells at him to move. Uh, Luffy uh, <laughs> is basically just like Chopper now, overexerted. <laughs> yeah. Nami is like, hey, let's just move our escape ship over there and we can dump them into it. But no, that ship just gets destroyed. And uh, as Deus Ex Machina out of the smoke, Sanji runs uh, out having saved everyone conveniently. And I love his yeah. line too. Is like, everyone's okay somehow. <laughs> it's fine. Because yep. <laughs> um, he has Chopper and the mermaid lady and everyone else. It's great. <laughs> she does a mermaid kick at some point. I don't I write it down, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, she just goes mermaid kick and like kicks a marine mm-hmm. off. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, Sanji runs up there with everyone, and they also destroy the stairs. So now they're just stranded on the top of this piece of bridge on top of the column. It's just these two columns surrounded by ships. Um, it's pretty fucking uh, dire, I would say. Yeah, uh, and they are like, now we're gonna target the one with Luffy by himself, uh, just so all of the ships targeted that. Uh, this is where Robin points out she can move him, like she can make arms over there, but she can't like save him, like she can't get him from point A to point B because the distance is too far. Yeah, she would just drop him into the ocean, which would be bad because the boy can't swim and he can't move even if he could nope. swim. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, this is where Usopp hears that weird noise again, and he says he. He doesn't and know whose voice it is. Here's, here's where I kind of knew what was happening, and this was this was a, a, a feeling. It was a lot. Did you, I'll say that. Did you guess it, or did you? I, I, I got. I had a feeling. Well, the first time it happened, I was like, "That's kind of weird." And then the next time it happened, 
and then Usopp says jump into the sea and it shows it like glowing. I was just like, I had the like chills all on my uh-huh. back. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I remember watching like, I think when I watched it the first time, I, it was very similarly like this stream of 10 episodes that I watched in one sitting. And I remember crying through most of it, if not all of it. But I don't, I don't specifically remember if I guessed what was down there or if I connected the dots. I just, I feel like if, if I go back to, to what it triggered in my brain, I feel like the noise in that same scene back in Skypea uh-huh. is, uh, is, and it just like subconsciously in the back of my brain. I was like, oh, that's, that's how I know what this and is. And it's Usopp who and hears it first. Yep. That, I, that's, I think that's kind of what solidified it for me is that Usopp was the first one to hear it. Cause, he he hears it, and I love every time the noise happens, what they do. Only the person hearing the noise is in color, and everything around them it's is in black and white. such a good visual decision to to be like, to, to really demonstrate that focus of like, all I can hear is this noise. Yep, especially because of the chaos that is going on at this moment. Yeah. There's, everyone's surrounded by like, pretty high-ranking officials in mm-hmm. the Marines, but this noise is distinct enough that it grabs their attention it's extra effective when the straw hats character designs pop so much in color anyway like when it's when it's when it's just usopp (laughs) and he has that red cape on it's just like such a such a stellar uh like frame yeah (laughs) um but yeah so they they i i thought they were setting up something different when it was just because luffy starts to hear it too and i'm like the fact that if, if only usopp and luffy could hear it i would have done my conspiracy board strings and been like they're setting up something specific in terms of like awareness uh that these two characters happen to have but then everyone hears it and i throw that board away (laughs) but because everyone starts to hear it it's this weird squeaking noise uh luffy is actually the first one to be like what do you mean look below i can't move um and then Usopp looks down (laughs) into the seas and starts crying uh, I start crying because I know um, Usopp tells everyone to jump into the sea and Zoro's like, no, that's th- th- we can't be so desperate. He's like, drop. He's like, Robin, drop, Z- drop Luffy into the sea. <laughs> and um, uh, w- when Zoro's like, what are you talking about? He goes, he like yells at Zoro. He's like, we have one more friend. <laughs> no, and everyone's here. And uh, Chopper also starts crying because they looked and then Robin does it. To roll everyone or to roll Luffy off the pillar, Usopp's like everyone follow Luffy's lead, and they all jump, and then you realize under them is the Going Merry. Because <laughs> I, I know when they're looking down at the crying, I know I know what what they're what seeing, else could it be? and then they they actually show it, and then it just starts falling from my yep. face. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> Frankie said that. When the ship cares about its its owners enough, it'll take a form of a spirit that will fix it. And this one cares about the straw hat so much, it brought itself all the way here. <laughs> oh, God. These scenes are so fucking effective with the Mary. Why do I care so much about a boat? <laughs> why, why do I cry over a fictional boat? <laughs> Why is my life like this? Because it's such a well-told story about a fictional boat. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so painful. <laughs> oh, that's the end of the episode. Um, 311, Mary is the color of my energy. This is That's the title of... That's not the title of episode 311, but it should be. Sanji, uh, everyone gets up on the ship. Sanji's looking for who brought it here, but no one's on the boat. Yeah, despite someone threw the rope off the, over yeah, the edge to get the ropes people. are down there. Uh, Frankie remembers that it was dropped into the sea when they were uh, kidnapped by CP9. And it's like, how did it get here? But everyone's happy to be together again. It's kind of weird because you should be being shot at, but it's fine to take a moment. <laughs> so no one knows how it got there. Everyone's happy to be together. Luffy starts to thank Robin for getting him off that tower, and she stops him by like putting a hand over his mouth. And it's like, don't you fucking dare thank me before I thank everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And she does. She thanks everyone. Uh, and Zoro's like, save those stupid words for when we're actually out of here. And then uh, Sanji and Chopper fight him for <laughs> saying that those are that is stupid. And then Zoro's like, Chopper, why can you move? And he's like, oh, yeah, I can move. So he turns into his buff form to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> fucking... Uh, punish Zoro more yeah <laughs> i i was corrected by a former professional wrestler rob mm-hmm. matter when i set the snapchat i mistakenly called it a sharpshooter and i am sorry when it was a boston crab oh. the sharpshooter done by the hart family when they have them locked into it the person who's in the submission their legs are crossed oh. and that's what separates it from a from a boston crab so i'm placing my formal apology here <laughs> as someone who claims to like wrestling can- on the podcast that's about the anime <laughs> one piece oh man because <laughs> i sent it to him and i got a response that was just all jory and all caps like oh i know what i fucked up here <laughs> God, I'm in a, I always God, I'm in a Boston Crab, brother. <laughs> oh. Anyways, Chopper can move again. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They start to leave, but Spandam just wants them to get killed. It says, fire on that ship. And they're like, but we need Robin alive. And he's like, uh, Okiji told me to do it. And he's lying. He's lying about that. And they're yeah. like, well, if Okiji says, I guess we'll do it. Uh, and they start to fire. But weirdly, they miss. And then they crash into each other, and you realize that the whirlpools are turned back on. You know, I, I'm glad they gave an explanation, because my, my dumbass crying idiot brain would be like, the going Mary is manifesting the ships to fuck up because it doesn't want the straw hats to get hurt. The, the Mary is dodging itself. <laughs> I, I would have just assumed that that's what I was doing, but I'm glad they gave a r- more reasonable explanation so I don't feel as, as dumb. <laughs> I mean, if the Mary did it, that'd still be good, but that is not that is not yeah. what happens. Sanji went and turned the whirlpools back on. or I don't know why it took so long for it to happen, but it's fine. Cause didn't he like shut the gates basically? Um, I th- I think isn't that what starts the whirlpools? I think I, they say something about it, but it happens so quickly that I do not know exactly why. <laughs> but I th- I think the gates are involved, yes. But Nami is sure that she can navigate through it. Uh, cause I think Zoro's like, hey, this is also a problem for us. <laughs> but Nami's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Uh, cause those ships start to crash into each other. Uh, the crew all does their thing where they send cannonballs back in their own way. There's a lot of reused animation in this episode because <laughs> Zoro keeps doing the same motions every single time a cannonball comes at him, uh, which is fine. I just I noticed it. Uh, Luffy wants to help but can't stand up. <laughs> He's just like 
dragging himself <laughs> around by like his chin. I, I love this. It's it's, it's very <laughs> yes. funny. He does get to he help. He does, yeah. <laughs> because they Saji and Zoro pick him up and they like stretch him out to use him as just like a giant rubber tarp <laughs> to to fling back the cannonball. Yeah, and then uh I think it's someone calls them heartless, but they all including like all three of them, including Luffy, are like victory. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um Spandam complains more and we see Robin walk up to the edge of the the back of the going Mary and use her hands to like hold him in place and cover his mouth so he can shut up. This is so, so good. good. I th- they she she has she she he's covered in all the arms and hands and we know we know what she's capable of. And then she fl- she thinks back to just all the bullshit that this stupid fucker asshole's done to her of just berating her and striking her and hurting her. There's they show like every single instance of it. And th- there's they went in the direction I didn't think they would go with. What she does is she she, she it's like close up on her eyes and she does the she like does the clutch and they show like an x-ray of his spine just being snapped in half and he collapses to mm-hmm. the ground. And it's so satisfying that they would allow a character to do something like this in a piece of media. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like usually what would happen, because these are the good guys, and I do like how they, they do show that even though they're the good guys, we still let them do the things that they want to yeah. do. You still, get to, you still get to kick the shit out of your abuser. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd think in like a lot of other stuff, the situation would go like that, and then she'd let go of him and she'd be like you're not even worth the trouble and yeah, then he'd be take, too take scared some sort to of high anything. road but no deserved yeah. it no she, she he doesn't the high road doesn't exist no, here it doesn't need to <laughs> he let he leveled the fucking highway in the entire infrastructure so <laughs> <laughs> so she could do whatever the fuck she wants and he he deserves yeah all and of i mean it. like especially with him it it it, it transcends back to like O'Hara, like not even just what he has physically yeah. done to her, which would also still justify this, if not worse. But yeah, um, yeah, no, she she bends him in half, and it's uh, it's it's satisfying to to watch that. So after that, Nami gets the ship into position and asks Frankie for a favor, uh, a very cool favor, <laughs> a very super favor. He yes. does a he does his one really big coup event, and it sends the boat flying. Out, out, yeah. like just launches it like, I don't know, kilometer maybe, uh, and who's up? Uh, drops a smoke bomb where all the ships were, and it's like they did it. They fucking escaped. They escaped yeah. Inus Lobby with their friend, and they escaped Buster Call. <laughs> and it's one. Uh, when they escaped Inus Lobby, I thought I'd be. I didn't. I did not think I would be crying. Yeah, but. It's still the like satisfying cheering uh ending that i that I wanted because they're in the uh they're just in this unwinnable situation, and through stuff that mostly makes sense, they're able to escape, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, great it all like <laughs> we we don't get just the saddest we don't get just oh they escape whatever we get like a nice build-up and they make their getaway and everyone else in the marines is just like fuck fuck man they, they got did out. it fuck <laughs> shit they did it somehow yes 
Yeah, like like Robin Robin gets her satisfying moment, and like the thing is like it's it's I don't want to say like no other shonen has this because plenty of shonen does, but like the 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 difference between like cheering because cool stuff is happening and cry cheering because all of it has emotional weight and meaning to motivate it uh, is like. That's a thing that One Piece consistently fucking nails when, like, you get these dramatic escapes. It's not just we broke into a marine base and escaped. It's we did all this drastic shit to save our friend and, like, they suffered through so much and yada, yada, yada. We've said it for the last year. It's taken us to cover in lobby. But it lands. It works. And they did it. Uh, we also see, uh, also, as far as, like, the cheering and the sadness, the... The way that this episode ends, followed up by the next episode, I think One Piece truncates really, really well. Uh, we see uh, Polly and the rest of those folks escape on the sea train uh, as well. Which I guess, yeah. yeah, the sea train would still be there. <laughs> I don't know why no one used it when they were trying to escape, but I guess they would also go onto the marine ship as they were evacuating them. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, they escape on the sea train. Polly is, like, tormented for being, I don't know, abstinent. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's th- the scene is funny to me because it seems to be just like w- what I want to draw from it, which is there's almost nothing from it, is just like some sort of weird defense mechanism he has towards women because he doesn't want to come a- come off as someone like Sanji, so he just is the exact opposite. Yeah. Even though he is also just as yeah, funny. like he still gets the nosebleed thing when uh, Kiwi and Kiwi <laughs> yeah. and Mozu are like thanking. Th- Thank you for saving yeah. us. We would be dead without you. I mean, like, you. like they're it, it's it's sold up in this very anime fan service you wear, where they're like hug like all over yeah. him, hugging him, and they're suggestive with their word choices, and they're not wearing a lot of clothes. Uh, and he's like, "This is indecent," but then his nose bleeds, and it's like, "Is it really indecent, Polly, or do you are you secretly horny?" And he's just trying really hard to respect women. But I don't know. It's just kind of a weird scene altogether. <laughs> Dark Souls women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, countdown until Plaquas makes that edit of the scene. Uh. Oh, I said I sent uh, Plaquas a really good meme idea because I was like, "Hey, I don't have a punchline for this, but." I trust you to be able to finish this out. You know so how I'm many times I think, it, can I just ask Plaquas to finish a joke for me? <laughs> the answer is more than I've ever done it, because I've never done it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought about that the other day where I was like, this is something. I should just tell Plaquas it and let him do it. <laughs> uh, but I didn't. I think I think since Plaquas came into our lives, we've mentioned them on every single po- episode. Probably. <laughs> Probably, I think so. (laughs) Plotquest is a real one. I can't wait for (laughs) Plotquest to start podcasting. I'm very excited. (laughs) Anyways, after that happens, we see Okiji. I don't know where he fucking is, but he he gets... I think he's there. This is the first time we've seen him if he's there, which means he did not care about this event very much because he could have stopped it in a pretty much an instant. Yeah. If if he wanted Robin captured, it she would have gotten captured. He would not have left that to Bandam or Lucy yeah. or anyone because he would have just frozen the entire sea because he can do that. But he receives a report somewhere, whether it's there or not, about the situation. And they're like, should we send more people? And he's like, no, no, this is a defeat. This is an utter defeat. It is not worth sending more people and doing more damage to literally our own place. <laughs> but that's it. They Okiji admits defeat. 
the Buster Call did not succeed. Yeah. <laughs> it just fucked up their own place and killed their own people. Yeah. He he's he's making the very smart call of we've lost. Everyone probably feels dejected. There's no point in even trying to yeah, go the after str- them. The straw has did it. Let's call yeah. it here. <laughs> and I think it's just the little bits we've seen about Aokiji is uh just he seems to have a better grasp than a lot of people in the Marines about yeah. like what is important. Okiji, I don't know if we ever see them side by side in a way that makes this comparison, but Okiji and Smoker are fascinating two different people who care a lot about their sense of justice and use the Marines to enact it. Um, there's there's yeah. other Marines that do it, like, you know, we could talk about Kobe. Uh, and That's, that's kind of what I, I draw from it, is that um, we're so we don't feel so terrible about Kobe being in the Marines because there's still these these guys who yeah they're on the side of the bad guys but they still have their their own personal senses of justice overweigh doing something for the Marines yeah. so we can feel comfortable that Kobe is still has a chance of being not yeah. a complete asshole like some so other people yeah. in. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because I, I feel like it's very easy to fall into the trap of like there are good marines so it's not a bad organization like not all cops or whatever um and I don't I don't think One Piece yeah. ever makes that misstep I think like Okiji looks at the flaws in the system he's in and does and like tries what he can to hold it back in the instances he can and like he can't he can't fix the system from the inside even when potentially given opportunities to. And and I, I can't wait to talk about Okiji in the future. And you get Smoker, who's like, you know, a bit more hard on people and dedicated to do these things, but yeah. also will under, understand the limitations of it and, like, wonder if the Marines are good enough. And you get Kobe, who has this sense of justice to get in. Like, he's a recruit. And, like, we're going to, you know, yeah. uh, eventually <laughs> see, like, how he responds to certain things. And just there's there's a lot of named Marine characters who have their different ideals brush up against the Marines. And this never feels like it's done in a cheap, maybe the Marines are good way. Um, cause like, I, I feel like we never, ha- I never have to make that call about pirates. Cause like, Oh, of course there's bad pirates and good pirates. Um, and it's like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be decent people in the Marines and there's going to be decent people and like shitty people in the Marines. It's just a, a fucking bad <laughs> system. <laughs> It's it's just it's it's systematic violence. It's the part of the the discussion that kind of gets ignored. Is, is it's less about the people and it's more about the system mm-hmm. itself falling in line more so than it is the individual. Yeah, and it's like uh, look looking at those comparisons of like you know like Smoker having these criticisms but staying complicit. Uh, Okiji for all like you know seeing Buster call and being complicit and letting it happen again. Um, and yada 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 so on and so forth. Uh, but. There's the, the the Marines do a lot to or not the Marines, but like the the storytelling usage of the Marines, I think, does a lot to paint how those systems can be manipulated um, and how it can manipulate people. Yeah. And I think uh, Spandam, his role and everything shows at least in like it, it it's more reasonable in the sense of the storytelling than one. You, if you want to draw it to like a real world mm-hmm. sense of um like cracks in the system uh in here it, it fits just a little bit better because it's the world yeah. government so and there isn't computer technology here so it's a lot harder to like catch those people like spandam who are 
grossly misgiven these powers and ideals. Yeah. yeah, he got uh, that uh, position from he, yeah, he got that privilege from nepotism and everyone around him knows he's a shit heel, but they're not going to say anything. Like like the all these people are like <laughs> seeing how corrupt and terrible he is and like being like, "Oh, this is bad," but also like you see someone talk up about like, "Hey, we shouldn't shoot our own ships." And they get shot. Like <laughs> Yeah, it, it it doesn't really hold back in that representation of this corrupt uh, system, um, and like even like yeah. I think that Spandem saying like you know trust the government that protects you, um, as much as it's tone deaf because he's saying it to Frankie, uh, and it is phrased almost like a a gross joke. Like I, that's real, uh, that's a real thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well we. There's a there's I, I'm I'm talking a little bit more because I've seen other things that happen after this, but like this is a conversation we will probably dig into plenty of times in the future. Is what I'll say. Yeah. Especially as we <laughs> learn some more named people uh in the Marines. Because uh, right now we we know I think we've listed all the few that we give a shit about. But uh yeah. <laughs> Okiji admits defeat and we see Luffy moved to his special seat. Uh he's can't really sit up, he just kinda lays on the Mary's uh head front piece there's a name for it that i don't remember he just kind of lays there and he thanks mary uh for everything frankie is like that sure is some shit you guys pulled it's, you know breaking in there and saving your friend and getting out and luffy's like that's eh, no big deal we're just saving our friend and then he thanks frankie for helping and frankie's like eh, it's no big deal <laughs> um which is funny uh and the f the episode ends uh was such a satisfying thing where luffy's like we did it it's this this battle is over and this is a victory and what a satisfying, happy ending. Oh, wait, there's one more episode that we're going to talk about. <sighs> episode 312. I, I, I really like the scene of Luffy like climbing onto the head of the Mary and kind of like thanking everyone and the ship. It's just, it, it feels like a, a good end of an arc or something like that yeah. where we get a concluding scene where they're like, damn. That was some shit. We we, yeah, through, we guys. did that shit. Dragon Ball is the easiest comparison for me to make, where stuff just kind of ends. Yeah, there's. I a I lot. complain a lot about like, man, I wish the Straw Hats would talk to each other about things, but like they still do it a lot. <laughs> it's like weird yeah. little things where I'm like, especially post time skip that I won't belabor now, but the uh, the fact of how much the Straw Hats communicate is really satisfying. It's it, it's it feels it's like one of those uh it's the, the thing that i wouldn't appreciate I, I don't know if i'd be like damn i need this if it wasn't there but it's it's just a mm -hmm. nice little little touch to yeah, have because i think it's it's natural <laughs> to like fill in the gaps too when like you see their camaraderie so powerfully demonstrated yeah. uh but it's really nice to have those smaller moments too we're gonna see a lot of those in a flat some flashbacks in this next episode um <gasps> oh all right, three twelve. This is it. We've we three twelve. Okay, here here's where it starts. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. The sea of separation in the snow. Okay, I'm gonna be fine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> as, as long as you didn't watch the next time on, because the next time on thing at the end of three eleven does show some shit to worry about. I saw a little bit of it. I, but... Yeah, I, if if you skipped it, this stuff probably hit a little bit harder. Um, although it still hits pretty hard. <laughs> I, I kind of had the assumption of 
any ways that this would be yeah. happening. I, I, if you, if I see the going Mary pop back up, I don't think, oh, it's fine. They don't got to get a new ship. It's, it's good. They're gonna have it for another three hundred. Yeah, episodes. no, it's we still have all of that baggage with us of like that's I, that's why the Mary stuff hits so fucking hard is because we had accepted goodbye of it. Yeah, and here we are again with this last triumphant feat. And yes, I did say last. Be- because this is the episode. Uh, this, that's, all, that's kind of all that's in this episode. Yeah, it, it's a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, and it's, it's very but... contained in a way that I appreciate. This is probably one of the most moving and effective episodes of the show uh, that is that is succinctly I... one thing. <laughs> I like the uh, the beginning of this episode where Luffy and Chopper, they're wondering where someone they saw in Eni's lobby suddenly... Isn't on yeah, the they ship. can't. And as, <laughs> as soon as as soon as they're running around, go ask where Usopp is. I'm like, hey, maybe he's just like hiding or something because he's my first th- thought is he's so emotional that the Mary's back. He is he's doing his like, I gotta save the masculine macho cool guy in front of Chopper, and he's like hiding somewhere on the boat, crying his eyes out. Nope, but. He's gone. Usopp is just completely gone. And Soga King is back. And, uh, you know, Zoro and Sanji are picking on him like, hey, tell him where Usopp went. And uh, he does. He assures Luffy that Usopp left ahead early. Um, And Luffy's... Yep, on a a little boat. And and in a really funny line that really just throws all of these stupid lies. And it's like, that's weird. This ship belongs to him. Uh... I gave Usopp yeah. this ship. You would and have it, thought like the ship showed up because <laughs> Usopp brought it. If you were thinking in Luffy's logic, but no, he's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Nami is confused who exactly sailed it here. If it wasn't Usopp. Uh, and they're like, they all heard the voice. Uh, and Luffy says that it was Mary's voice. Uh, but no one believes that. Why would a ship talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would, why would a ship talk uh, to them? That's, Whatever. Fr- Frankie makes and... eye contact at Soga King's mask, and we get a flashback to Usopp's story, which is in itself a flashback. It's yeah, <laughs> double flash. We get a flashback to uh, Water Seven, where uh, Usopp talks about the the spirit showing itself in uh, Skypea, and they don't really they don't really tell the Straw Hats. They just kind of collectively remember it. I think. Yeah, and. They connect the dots of like, yeah, the spirit repaired itself and it got itself here, which is wild. And they run into they run into a large golly law ship that is sailing by and icebergs on it. Uh, and icebergs like they t- fucking did it. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the and then the going Mary snaps in half. Fuck. It just happens. <laughs> It just, yep. it's just the front half, it just snaps and the front half, like, leans forward. Uh, everyone's freaking out. Luffy goes and yells at Iceberg, like, this is our friend. She just saved us. Can you, what can you do? And is like, they, they did all this stuff for us. And Iceberg's like, then let her rest. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it's kind of sobering for Luffy. Uh, and Iceberg explains, I've done all I can. Um, and he we get a flashback to that night with in water seven with aqua laguna where iceberg hears some some loud noises that are like the sound of a ship being hammered on and worked on um and he sees the going merry and the like junkyard part of water seven and he goes down and he works on it uh for some he 
I, I think he's like looking at it and I think it he hears the voice say that it wants to sail again. And uh he repairs it the best he can and he's like, Why am I doing this? Why do I have this desire to do this? Um and like his team up way top is like, Hey, another big wave's coming, get up here. And he's like, Why did I do that? And he like starts to leave and uh it he hears it, thank him. Uh, and he's like, what the fuck, dude? This ship's talking to me. And it gets it's, it gets caught in that big wave, and it it heads out. Um, and Iceberg, when he gets back up to his team, is like, I'm I'm gonna set sail now after them. And uh, they're like, really in this weather? And like, clearly he did because he's here. Um, and back back in the present, he calls uh, what the Mary did a miracle, um, and says that she's had a great long life. This is the end of it. And Luffy says, okay. And that seems to shock everyone that Luffy accepts it. Which is, I don't know why, this is the second time he's accepted it. But, uh, how you doing, bud? It's rough. Mm-hmm. That was the first half of the episode. Um, after the eye catch, we jump to everyone off of the ship. Yeah, the, I gotta say something about that eye catch. It's, it's uh... Usopp and Luffy. It sure is. The tone of the eye catch sure does not match the tone of the episode, and that just uh, makes you feel worse. Yeah, I mean that's just the nature of eye catch, just being like, and then like you hard cut back to everyone mourning the loss of their friend. Just the sadness. I there's very few cases where they change the eye catch for mood, and this is not one of them. Although the choice of it being Usopp and Luffy is very good, if if you're if you considering the context. On the other side of that eye catch, everyone is uh, watching from like a rowboat aside. Luffy is like closer to it on a second boat, uh, he like a torch in his hand. And he says, maybe it's good that Usopp isn't here because that's, this would make him very sad or he wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> um, and Zoro leans over to Soga King or and maybe it's Frankie. I don't remember. I didn't write down the name, but someone talks to Soga King about it. And he's like, no, this is. This is a manly farewell. No tears need to be shed. And he's got that mask on, so I guess we won't see it. And Luffy lights that fire. He lights up uh, the Going Merry, and it starts to spread. And he starts to drift back to the rest of the, the, the group. Um, and, and snow starts to fall. And uh, we... we... You, you, know, you know, I'm fine <laughs> until the boat is on fire. And then... And then, and then, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, it's been a long time since this show has had an ending, but we start to hear the old ending we used to have, which was about how sad it was that Mary was gone. Yeah. It was a sad song about that. Uh, and we start to hear it, and we get this montage of all these flashbacks of their time with Mary. And all these great things they did, you know, reverse mountain, going into the sky, coming down in the sky. And because they showed, like, when they first got the Mary, I decided to look back and see what episode it was where they got the Mary. And it was episode 17. And we're on episode 312. Nearly 300 episodes that we've had this boat. There's 295 that we've known about the existence mm -hmm. of this boat it's it's and... been here longer than sanji <laughs> yeah i probably <laughs> have stronger feelings about the boat than sanji in some cases it's it's a lot it's very it literally is a, a character death 
that we are lamenting and it's and it's there's a different layer of sadness when it is like a boat and it's like they can't be repaired anymore um and everyone accepts that this is what has to be done and it's like a a willful thing that has to be done not just ah, a character died in a fight or like they got too fucked up in a fight it's like it's just a boat that can't sail any longer <laughs> snow starts to fall that music plays the flashbacks play and then yeah they hear the voice that says i'm sorry that i can't go any farther and i think is i think i think that's the point where we see that soga king's cape starts to overflow with tears which is so funny but like it's, it's like it's it's like a quick joke in a, in a sad way <laughs> and it's like i'm sad yeah. <laughs> and emotionally vulnerable so i laugh really really hard at it <laughs> um because for some reason I just laugh at for in, in place of a lot of emotions, but it, it, that happens. And Chopper and Nami are crying. Frankie starts to cry after this. Um, he wasn't before. Zoro and Sanji are just I don't know internalizing it, <laughs> burying yeah. it deep, deep, deep away. away. Uh, but yeah, so everyone's crying, but them I think. Luffy starts to apologize back like no no like we sorry we couldn't take better care of you uh and he like he like goes through a list too he's like you know I'm not a good good at anything uh Usopp couldn't really repair anything Zoro and Sanji are idiots so they broke stuff and just like on and on and and she's like in the boats like I was happy throughout all of it though it's you know it's good um and that's, I mean, that's it. Like, that's the episode. Like, yeah. Ugh, how you feeling? <laughs> this is, this is a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It, I think part of what makes this so, like, painful is the fact that we have, like, a face associated with the yeah. movie. It uh, has that, like, goat head, head thing. And and that's that's where Luffy would sit. That was his spot too. And he hugged so. her last episode. He he like hugged that seat. <laughs> yep. And and uh, it ends with like a shot of that of that face going up in flames, and Luffy <laughs> yells out the name of Mary. You know, it doesn't. I think there's just some like uh extra unfortunate sadness that i have from my past anime viewing experiences because have you watched clanad at all i have not i have heard mixed things about it well uh, the, the like the peak sad a lot of the peak sad moments in that show are in the snow oh yeah and <laughs> uh-huh so you just have that correlation now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> along with like somber music playing that's like vaguely up that ha like because y you hear a little bit like a somber we are playing during this and then that show has like a really somber song that's that's kind of upbeat and mm -hmm. but depending on the mood of when the episode ends it goes in the ending song it can either be kind of like upbringing or it can be really crushing and yeah it, it just Gave me flashbacks to being sad at 17, <laughs> shoveling ice cream in my mouth. Oh, big mood. <laughs> and now, yeah, I mean, like, when I watched these, um, I actually remember it pretty vividly uh, because my life was terrible. 
and I it was it was rare because I used to close at the store I worked at, and it was a rare night where I didn't. So it's almost like ten. <laughs> My roommate uh, worked uh, like ten to six a.m. because their life was also hell, <laughs> and so they were gone. And I come home and I watch One Piece on my TV. I ordered pizza. Uh, I didn't even have a real couch. I had like the back seat of a minivan uh, <laughs> in my living room as a seat. And Ooh. I watch. I think I think it was three oh one through this that I watched in that sitting. Cried the whole fucking time. Uh, and, and and like and it's weird because like watching it again still evokes a lot of that same level of sadness (laughs) uh and it's just like still the same amount of effective towards me of just like uh all of the beats of just like you like with robin's story of just like every like everything in your life has been unfairly bad to you but like the found family you have is good and they are there for you (laughs) and then the loss of mary as a thing that you just have to accept for the better Inuslabi is a very, a very emotionally hard hitting arc, <laughs> and I it and it has hit me hard twice now. Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the episode. I'm supposed to ask you your Twitter shit like that. Fucking matters at this point. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> that feel when you'll never have a bond with something as much as they had with a ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we're we're at the end of the episode. We are <laughs> uh there's more show. We got to keep watching it. Um uh. <laughs> there's another like I, the next 10 episodes i know like is gonna hit us in completely fucking different ways uh the post inus lobby arc as we um we see our friends uh return to water seven briefly and then and assumedly get a new ship <laughs> that is that i mean i don't think they're gonna live on water seven for the next 700 episodes <laughs> but uh there's people who have seen it no probably the specific thing not looking forward to discussing with you which is episode 325 which is where we will end uh next podcast episode we will be watching uh 313 through 325 ending the post inus lobby arc probably skip the, there's nice. three filler episodes in there that don't matter um they're essentially the same three filler episodes that were in uh Logue Town, but now they're in water seven but uh, we'll we'll be back with that, and uh, have some different, some different, but probably also powerful emotions. Oh no! Uh, but well, but until then, <laughs> where can if if you wanna if you wanna find out my feelings up until uh, up until the the next time we meet, you can find me on Twitter dot com at at no I'm Jory. That, that's that's me i'm jory you can hear me you don't hear my tweets unless you have like a text to voice where i'll tweet about media i'm consuming is the easiest way for me to sum that up and where you can see me tweet about other things that i do on the internet like i yell about wrestling 
pretty often. Not just on Twitter, but in an audio form as well. For a podcast called the Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Wrap up the week's events and let you know what we think about it. Except from the perspective of people who aren't mad (laughs) that WWE is a wrestling organization. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are mad about that. It's weird. (laughs) But if you you want to hear me and my pal Cameron talk about that, it's every week, plus we cover some other stuff in very special episodes like wrestling terminology. You can listen to it on your favorite podcasting app or right here on the Orange Groves. Yeah. You can f- <laughs> that's where we're that's at. That's where we're at. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe. Ghost of J-O is how that's spelled, where I tweet about some stuff. I don't tweet a lot anymore. Uh, it's better for me. But um, <laughs> I, will, I will tweet about the various podcasts I make as they come out. Uh, recently we did launch Nervous Rex, uh, my Evangelion rewatch podcast, which the way that I'm pacing these episodes, that's probably kind of old news. Uh, but you can check out the other shows I do there and they're, they are all at the Orange Groves podcast network, much like this one. You can find that network and support it at theorangegroves.com. Uh, also this show is on Twitter at we are watching OP. And this is the first episode we've recorded since we started having a Patreon. Which you can just like throw a dollar or something at that to uh, get episodes a little bit early. Hello, I'm going to cut in real quick from the future. The future of editing. And I'm going to say some stuff about the Patreon because it's been a little bit more established since we recorded this in fucking, I think, May. So our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash we are watching OP. It's the same as the Twitter. It should be in the show notes and on the Twitter and yada, yada, yada. But also we are watching OP is the... uh, slug you can put after patreon.com uh and you're gonna hear us talk in a minute about uh being unsure what we're gonna do with it but we have decided to start with uh doing movie commentaries as bonus stuff uh so if you back at a dollar you get the episodes early you get us thanking you which i'm about to do for the july patrons and there are uh movie commentaries that we're doing we've done the first two movies already for june and july uh next month we'll do the third one which is a chopper movie uh we're just gonna go through them and if we do reach a point where uh oh we can't watch fucking strong world or whatever because it's post time skip then we'll uh do something else for those months until we uh reach a new movie time it's kind of uh kind of loose free form just uh us doing some extra bonus stuff and c- keeping us accountable for doing uh monthly episodes and if you like us and want to support us that's super fucking sick uh we never really considered this show being um nearly as listened to when we started it uh, three years ago it was just us hanging out and talking about anime and uh you know now I, I i really appreciate the sort of analytical deep dives we do uh so so frequently uh especially with Enya's lobby it's been it's been a bit of a ride uh so thank you everyone who uh you know is listening and supporting us um and, and listening especially the patrons uh thank you to our july patrons adam jay harkins cat kyle grant martin peter and ricky the dirty kid uh, means a ton that you guys want to support us. Um, as of now, we just updated our Patreon with uh, when we put up commentary too. We put an actual goal. Uh, we said that at a uh, hundred a month, we'll we'll try and make two episodes a month. Um, and uh, I know it, it. It's not just watching so much One Piece. Uh, it's it's also the 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 recording time to talk for two, uh, sometimes three hours, and then to uh, for for me to to edit it through. Um, so, uh, that would be, uh, an incentive for us to crank out more if that's, uh, if there's the support to, 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 to justify it. So, um, 
yeah uh, and we, we appreciate appreciate everything whether whether it's just a dollar from a couple people or not um so i'm gonna let us go back to um saying some bullshit uh before any of this actually happened uh you're gonna hear Jor- uh, us talk about how uh jory's about to come visit me uh, and how we'll do stuff in person but if you've been following us on twitter you know that that happened quite a quite a while ago um so uh, i'm just gonna let this play out <laughs> for the rest of the episode uh and uh yeah it's kind of an informal tip jar uh ba- yeah. based on our, <laughs> our workloads there's a there's an itunes review that's like blames this show's infrequency on how many podcasts i have um and i it's always been this way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> now he, here's what we gotta we here's what i'm gonna let for everyone who's like damn they they aren't they aren't very fast now just imagine if we went with the the other end of how we started of we'll talk about it once we finish the arc yeah yeah that was we we switched it up we tried to do <laughs> weekly in skypea and it was just so unsustainable yeah <laughs> which uh that was i think that was before i had a child even and it was still like no we just worked too much like <laughs> we have full-time <laughs> jobs um yeah <laughs> it, and like yeah i think that the we can probably stay monthly i think we've we've hit a good stride with uh finishing yeah. off in your lobby um and things have settled <laughs> but uh <laughs> and things in our life allow us to be able to do it as often yeah but like you know i'm probably gonna move again and then it'll be like another two month <laughs> gap instead of one but uh i don't know we have a buffer right now so that might be fine yeah. um we'll see yeah we'll see what happens uh and hey yeah patreon's a motivator <laughs> so sure you're gonna is. complain about the frequency of our project pay me <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel <laughs> But uh, yeah, like as as we find time to do bonus stuff up there, like if we can't exactly do a commentary every month, and then we'll run out of movies in a year. But uh, and actually, we'll run out of movies quicker than that because you can't watch more than seven, uh, without being spoiled on shit. Um, and some of them are like recap movies. I guess that's interesting. I actually so now I can say this. Uh, well, I, maybe I shouldn't say it until next time, but. The Arlong movie, they did a movie about, uh, like, the Arlong arc condensed into a movie. But, like, uh, and and I think this is true of, maybe actually, I don't think it's true of the Arlong movie. I think it's true of the Chopper arc movie they did. But in one of those, movie. in one of those or both, Frankie is there. And I do not know why. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, rewrote it with the current Straw Hat structure instead. Oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And I, I, I'm pretty sure Frankie's in the orange, bl- the, not orange blossom, the uh, cherry blossom um, movie because I think there's some jokes about him like wearing a big coat but still no pants. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, episodes early will be there. Follow us on Twitter for updates of when to expect episodes and when they're you know live in various places. Um, again, that's we are watching OP. Uh, I don't. Is that the same? For, what is the Patreon link? Is it the same? It's the same. Okay. I made sure it was the same when cool. I made so it. Patreon.com slash we are watching OP. Um and <laughs> tweeted us with suggestions for bonus content. Um we well you're gonna be in my state soon, so that might be where we throw a commentary track that we do. In like in like it, it, this is this is also weird to say, hey, we're gonna be I'm gonna be in person with Joe and we're gonna be able to do stuff, but people are gonna be hearing it like two way months after, after we yeah, <laughs> way after. The, there might be a commentary track live already, actually, uh, before yeah. you hear this episode. So go, so go check that Maybe out. We should like tw- 
we should probably like tweet out a thing like, "Hey, we're gonna be existing around each other in person." Yeah, no, so. like we are recording this, <laughs> and you will be here in four days, five days. Yeah, sick. It's gonna be sick. You know, this yeah, is this four. is gonna be old news because we'll have tweeted about it for sure. Yeah, how much of this is gonna be on the cut content Patreon is the real question. <laughs> None of it. But yes, so tweeted us with suggestions of bonus content because we probably will not just do a commentary every time, but well, I think we can try to do a bonus thing monthly, depending on what yeah. it is. Because commentary tracks are easy uh, to do and to edit. Uh, and if we do bonus episodes, they won't be nearing three hours. So, And they'll be a little less formal. So, And they won't re- require us probably to, do, uh, to watch several hours of anime. If it's just like hang out and talk about a thing. So check that out. Let us know what you would, would be interested in checking us out. Um, Leave us some positive reviews on iTunes because there's some negative ones. Uh, they all complain <laughs> about the frequency. Even the positive ones do. Um, I'm very thankful of all the nice words that we get, but like some of some of them are also just from mean people. <laughs> here's here's the thing that I have to say. The biggest motivator for me is people people consuming it. So if you tell me good job, Jory, I'll do it more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding you hostage. Praise me. <laughs> Praise me. I mean, yeah, like, I love interacting <laughs> with listeners of this show. There's been, um, I've been starting to use the Twitter more and I, and I, I've, we've been getting more like ship post responses, I, which I love. I, I like that you have, that you're back using the Twitter. I've been meaning to tweet that I'm glad that you use a Twitter because I'll be at work and then on my watch, I'll get like, before notifications from like i didn't tweet <laughs> i haven't tweeted in like six hours it's it's it, i i <laughs> I, I found this what madness you've consumed <laughs> i found this really good balance of um it's also i think it's a side effect of me watching one piece normally myself and like the current arc i'm just i'm thinking about it more um but we you know i'm gonna say something after i finish this thought uh i, I found this really good balance of like my main twitter being I don't want to say professional because that's not true, but like less frequent. I don't really go there to vent or just like whatever thought I have. I'll like tweet about projects or tweet about things that I think are like fascinating to talk about. Like I'll tweet about like Final Fantasy X for a while um, or occasionally I'll tweet like an image or retweet my girlfriend because uh, she takes good selfies or cosplay or whatever. <laughs> but then I then I will go to my show's Twitters to shit post if I have uh, branded jokes like if I have a Kingdom Hearts joke, I'll use my, that Twitter. If I have a we, uh, One Piece joke, I'll go there, uh, and I and I don't care as much. <laughs> um, so I, I found a really good balance with that, um, which means I'll probably have to make a Twitter for my Evangelion show. Um, but I'm realizing this now that uh, something that I really like about Argonauts, a, a show that is on our network that talks about ARGs, they have like a, like a really long post show where they just like chat. And I'm like, we have that too. And I don't think we've ever acknowledged it. <laughs> cause, yeah. cause we just talk for a long time while plugging things. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, but yeah, that's, I think, I think that is all the things that we normally plug. It'll also all be in the show notes. Just like every other episode. I started adding the Patreon what will be two episodes ago because again we did end up with a buffer which is a blessing yeah so I, i'm pretty confident it'll stay monthly um but yeah i think that's it um i i, I what do you think is gonna happen next jory <laughs> oh i watched the next episode preview and i saw garp so yeah man all right so 
less formally, <laughs> I guess, of a what do you think is going to happen next? Because I'm fucking fascinated because you know nothing about Garp. <laughs> nope. You, but you recognize the dog head. Yep. Because he showed up at the end of like the Kobe stuff. I yeah. Remember, yeah. I he, he was training Kobe and Helmeppo and we see uh, at least we see Garp in the preview of of going to visit Water 7. After, I mean, after the Star Hats just uh, broke into Enya's lobby and escaped. So, so one, I'm so excited that we get to talk about Garp more. Because I, I was definitely, like, bursting when, we, when he came up the last time when I <laughs> couldn't say anything about Garp. Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, the episode, because the name has a, re- the episode name is really weird. And I re-looked it up just so I could see. And it's the disturbance of peace. The vice admiral with the fist of love. Yes. And I hope here's. Did, I here's hope you what didn't I read the description because that gives it away. No. No. <laughs> okay. Good. And all I can it makes because they make it seem like oh shit the marines are here. So I I have there's no way that Frankie and Iceberg or some of those people aren't just gonna build a new boat for the Straw Hats because of course mm-hmm. they have to have a boat. I imagine they're going to use all the galley law people that aren't uh, dead CP9 members plus Frankie to build the best boat ever made. Can I can I lean I'm going to you know show you my hand a little bit. Um do you remember why Frankie stole the money? Cuz he wanted to? No, but that's it'll thought, you'll be reminded is the thing. <laughs> I I thought he was just like he just wanted a ton of money. I think I <laughs> actually I don't remember specifically if he said why. I don't think he did. I thought, I thought he, he just did. stole it, and I thought, oh, because they, they kind of made the Frankie family out to be just, like, these raucous assholes, so I just assumed he stole the money, and he's like, oh, I spent it. Well, that's the thing, yeah, he <laughs> leaves and spends it and comes back. Um, I yeah. thought I remembered him saying why, but I might just be mixing that with knowing why, because he explains it coming up, but we're going to get some really good parallels with Frankie and Tom uh, as he builds a boat for the would-be Pirate King. <laughs> but uh yeah so out, outside of of me leading in with with that and uh you knowing garp uh give me give me your next time on we are watching one piece predictions for next time on we are watching one piece they're they're going to uh garp's gonna be there and they're gonna be super stressed out that the marines are there and they gotta hide from him but for some reason, he's not there to, like, murder them as a high-ranking military official. And it almost, it makes me feel like he might also be there to just be like, Good job, sport. You beat the government. Here's me congratulating you. And I'm not going to do this again. So get the fuck out of here before I have to do something. The fist of love. <laughs> That's what that reads to me, is he's like, he he has to go there for some formal thing, like, hey, this big thing happened, it's procedure, and then he's just like, well, I'm proud of you. Your kids, your kids did something crazy. Now get out of here, because I'm too proud of you guys doing something before to, for, to punish you. You're making <laughs> predictions about Garp's sense of justice. Yes. All right. <laughs> I like that. Y'all, I'm so fucking stoked about this next episode that we gotta do. I now that we have a buffer I and these mo- shows are monthly I have no fucking bearing on time to say like uh <laughs> what when or why that'll happen um but uh we w- we will be back with the post Inus lobby arc and we will have many a thing to say and probably a lot of emotions from very various different directions but until then 
To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> no sense.